Of course, I'm going to invite everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list, look around the site. We've got lots of different things going on. You can pick up patches on there. We do still have uh, these patches for sale. And guess what? Right now, if you go buy the patches, Lola is going to throw in the new grenade sticker for you. That's the new uh, die, die cut grenade sticker that's out there. So uh, you buy a patch, you get a sticker. Okay. Um, and you could just buy, you could just buy the stickers on their own. They're like five bucks over there on the site, as well as there's links to ballistic ink where you could get like the lot shirt and other shirts, gun nerds, etc. that we have going out there. All right. That being said, Let's start throwing everyone up here. Boom. We got Babyface. Wow. We got Walter. We got Corey. There we go. And myself. All right. I'm going to hit the open and let's start doing this thing. Welcome back to the Hank Boom. situation. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Smash the thumbs ups. Ring the bell, Walter. Ring the bell. That's right. <laughs> we are live, and that's a real actual bell that you're hearing. We are live. Um, come on, let's see the jazz hands, people. Let's get those jazz hands going. There we go. We got Corey from Microtech uh, joining us tonight. Um, big ups to Barnoles. Barnoles for sponsoring the show here. Big ups to them. Make sure you guys smash your thumbs ups, ring the bell, all that kind of good stuff. This is episode 689. Of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. It's free for all Monday. As I said, we have Corey from Microtech joining us. We've got Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms as well as BFP, Babyface P in the house. Yes, you're going to see lots of knives. I'm just telling you right now. Some of us who initials starts with B, F, and P have gone overboard with Microtech. That's not that's not a bad thing in your, in your estimation, right, Corey? Yeah, that's not that's not a bad thing. I mean, I cannot. I'm not one who can speak. I have amassed quite a collection myself, and I probably should stop. Yeah, it's it's a problem because they they are Microtech is my favorite maker, hands down. Well, Corey knows. I visited comment. over the summer. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see the video. I'm still waiting on. Some, I'm still waiting on that stock footage. I think some B-roll footage from somebody. <laughs> All right. Oh, you have to remind me. I'll send that tomorrow. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll send it tomorrow. I'm sure. Yeah. So it is free for all. It is free for all Monday here. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Obviously, it's been a crazy year. Let's put it that way. Been a crazy year. Crazy uh, last few weeks. Last. What was it? Like Thursday, Friday. The weekend's been insane with ATF stuff going on and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, people getting smacked upside the head from SCOTUS, from this place, that place, bar resigned. All kinds of stuff going on. Let us know if there's stuff you guys want to talk about. Free for all Mondays. We talk about whatever we want to, you want to. Uh, and sometimes we have special guests like Corey joining us on Free for All Mondays. So... Um, I'm going to go around here. I'm going to start with Walter and then work my way around. Walter, oh, how dear. was your weekend? What did you get up to? Uh, Saturday, we did a uh, Toys for Tots, uh, cool. I guess, uh, like a concert benefit thing. Mm -hmm. Military vehicle guys. Um, there was a, a band called the Black Honkies playing. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. they're a local group down there. Nice. They're a local group down here. They're very popular. Uh -huh. um, um, are, they, are they black guys? There's a mixture. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, All right. Very yeah, you cool. Cover it when you got black honkies. What do you? What else? You yeah. Got? Everything. Well, I guess you know. 
It's all it's all good there. Yeah, so you did it for the children. You got some toys for the we children. We did it for the children's, yes. We raised got a bunch of toys. Mm-hmm. Um, um Sunday, Sunday. Sunday I went um uh I went up to my friend Sean Darren's, put a couple of wheels, uh did a little work on my big military truck. Mm-hmm. Um get that rolling on some good some good tires. Um what else do we do? My my wife got a Christmas tree for twenty dollars at Costco. That's a good deal. What? Um, I couldn't even believe it. Ours is, I, is this is this a real live Christmas tree or yeah. a fake Christmas tree? Oh, the wow. only way you're supposed to get a Christmas tree. Let me say that first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mr. 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 Uh, my my Christmas tree is always prepackaged. I've been yeah, using exactly. the same one. My, uh, my Christmas tree is definitely fake. <laughs> yeah, I've been using. The, yeah. Well, I say, and I I don't mean I we Lola. We've been rolling out the same one for years now, but I know she always wants to get a new one. Anyway, go ahead. I cut you off, Walt. So yeah, no, we uh, she found that they they had a truckload of them. I guess they found this truckload of trees someplace. Uh, twenty bucks, twenty bucks a pop. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, a truckload of Christmas have... trees dropped off a truck. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, somehow they ended up with this truckload of trees. So. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, but we've got a setup in the backyard with lights on it and stuff. It's mm-hmm. not in the house because. We're having a gathering Saturday at my house. Mm. Okay. I know, you, I know you're supposed to be coming up Friday, but mm-hmm. um, Saturday, so we'll have the Christmas tree outside for the party and all this. Move so, the gathering yeah. up to Friday. Uh, yeah. not, not, not possible. Just change <laughs> it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what most of the weekend... Oh, on, on Saturday we went to this gathering and I wired up the, the Pinsgauer with lights. Okay. And so when we got home, we just parked it in the front yard. And plugged it into the house. Oh, power. cool! And now the Pinsgauer is part of the Christmas ornament. Are there pictures of this anywhere? Uh, 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 there could be. Okay, okay, there could be. All right. Yes. The number one photo, if you do a search for Safety Harbor Firearms, is still the ferret with Christmas lights from like two hundred years ferret, ago. And the ferret has lights on it also. So. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. All right, baby face. Go ahead. Go ahead, Walter. You're still. That's kind of what the weekend consisted of. All right. You know. We do. Got a got got an early Christmas present from Marley. She was too excited to hold on to it. Okay. Uh, so I got a. Yeah, it's around here somewhere. You know, uh, the like the Carhartt like work jackets. Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she found. Um, I want. I've been wanting one for years. Um, and Rural King had uh, Columbia same same style work, like uh, what's the material? Like canvas, wax canvas, Quarter, work oh, okay. jackets mm-hmm. for like half off. So that was my early Christmas present. That's what oh, I was cool. this year. Okay. Oh, and I bought myself a Christmas present too over the weekend. I, you're gonna uh, have to I, send I, some pictures. I sold some stuff at the auction, a uh, local gun auction, and I bought myself an FAL. Okay. Uh, Do you own an FAL? A, a, D, a D, DS Arms, pretty, by the way. Pretty nice. Never okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's brand. That's brand new, or it looks really nice. I saw okay. you know looking at the mm-hmm. pictures of it. Um, mm-hmm. For twelve hundred bucks, which on their website they're seventeen hundred. So, oh my yeah, that's gosh, not a bad deal. Okay, deal. Yeah, you save five hundred bucks. Um, so I think you can get me and Patrick each something for like two fifty. Uh, I'll take another Microtech. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm just campaigning. I'm just campaigning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> campaigning. Yeah. Uh, we don't. We don't do no. Secret Santa. I don't know. Maybe at some point we should start doing that, but not this year. <laughs> oh well, Hank already got a present. I got to get Walter something. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay, Corey. 
welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm trying to remember the last time you were on. It's probably I think it, you, it's we, probably been it's at least a year. Okay, so this is your first time this year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What have you been getting up to since you've been here the last time? Well, we have been super, super busy, mm -hmm. um, kind of obviously with COVID and everything going on. It, it's almost been very Amazon-like in the sense that I think people, a lot of people are just sitting at home buying things. Mm -hmm. um, so we've not been able to keep up, um, mm -hmm. which is a good problem to have to some extent. Um, de the demand is definitely there. So we're we've been trying to catch up with that. Um, I just moved into a new house. Okay. So that Congratulations. Um, yep. Awesome. You any closer so, to work? A lot of moving. Do what? Are you any closer to work? Or are you still I way, just, way out? I think I'm actually a minute farther away. So <laughs> for anybody, anybody watching, I drive two hours one way to work every day. Oh boy. And so now, now that I've moved to my other house, I now drive two hours and one minute. Oh, okay. Don't <laughs> work. Yeah. Uh, no, it will be two hours and two minutes. Yeah, it? it's yeah. pretty. It's uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, that's just one way. So, oh, yeah, it's okay. four, four hours, two minutes. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's and I thought way. I thought I have it bad. That's like I me going really... to Tampa every day for work. You are a real man. Yeah, you like driving. <laughs> I, it's it's kind of you know I feel like I'm so busy. The mm -hmm. driving is kind of my as, as dumb as it might sound, my alone time mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and I can just you know I can podcast. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. the listening to music, I like to sing in the car by myself, but it gets old. After a while, or I'm hoarse. Yeah, yeah. So then I, I, I discovered podcasting, and I've been pretty obsessed with kind of listening to listening to that stuff. I get, I get why they're so popular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hopefully, you listen to the Who Move My Freedom podcast. <laughs> I do. You know, you I, can at least I, lie. I still, just lie. You don't have to I just pretend. I still cannot believe you guys do this every night. <laughs> you guys, no, I don't do this every night. <laughs> I don't do it every night. Yeah, hell yeah. no. But yeah, we, we do it Monday to Friday um, most of the time. Like towards the end of the year like this, you know, take a couple of nights off. I think yeah. I'm taking like at least one night off this week. If not, No, actually two. I'm taking Wednesday and Friday off. Friday I'm going to harass Walter to see what he got me for Christmas. <laughs> and you, you said this was your 600? This is 600, 689 right here. So I guess, I guess you're starting to look towards episode 1000. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we're even getting to 700 this year, so I'm not, I'm not sure if we're no. going to get to 700 this year or not, so. You don't so, have enough days. No. Yeah, we're not going to get to to 1,000 next year. It'll be the year, beginning of the year after. Right? Yeah, probably somewhere <laughs> early oh, 2022. Maybe the end of next year. Yeah, see, we're already planning. We're already 680. Planning. <laughs> Might have to do a couple of double, double up nights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just to get it. No, we'll no, we'll it hit work. it next year. Uh, there's only 300. We're about 320 away, so we'll definitely get it next year. Yeah. Got uh, it's over. Awesome. Yeah, depends on what happens, man. Yeah. yeah you know, an apocalypse might be fall loss. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so was was anybody uh, affected by when um, the YouTubes went down? No, I didn't even know. I didn't even realize it. I read about it. I didn't even realize it happened. I work for a Google company, so it was fun this morning. And I'm the East Coast guy. Yeah. So when I woke up, yeah. why is why is my Gmail not working today? Oh, uh, yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would explain. I was trying to watch some, uh, listen to some reviews yep. of some different mm -hmm. products was... I'm looking at buying on uh, YouTube this morning, this... and nothing was working. I was like, oh, well. Everything G G everything Google related was down from like 6, 8, uh, 6, 680, 6.50 to like 7 or 8 o'clock. 758. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything. You I know think, what I mean? Everything. 
everything. I think someone, there was someone, I, I don't have the article, but there's someone said in the news that YouTube lost about $1.7 million in ad revenue in about oh. half an hour or something. Oh, poor YouTube. I don't think they're going to be able to make it now. Yeah, they're doomed. Oh, <laughs> doomed. My chats from work. You see how I feel about those. Guys. I mean, they yeah. spent more than, they spent at least. What? Uh, I'm sure they spent a couple hundred million dollars uh, supporting communists to uh, jack <laughs> to jack the White House up. So, you know, oh, that's, that's pennies. That's pennies. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what to do with no YouTube. Oh, <laughs> Walter's not feeling very magnanimous, about I, 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 which I don't blame I, you. I don't blame you. Yeah, everybody sucks YouTube's tits, you know, and mm -hmm. you know. So, so like Google hasn't of a, sucking the tit of a, of a cobra. So, so, so Google um, hasn't told us. Google won't tell anybody what the cause was, what the the root cause of the outage was. But have you guys over the weekend, or actually since the Russian night, Russian hacking, the Orion hacks? Mm -hmm. my, my money's on that. I also don't think it's Russian. That is our new favorite oh, oh, enemy to say. Oh, they hacked everything. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not. Do you okay. know who's gonna end up? Well, anyways, I don't want to say bad things, but um, just people right here are fed up with those folks. So you're going to see a lot more of it, I think. Maybe someone was <laughs> hacking people to see who was supporting who and pushing, you know, who was wrongfully influencing, I don't know, some recent elections, maybe. Maybe, maybe they did it just to F with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you can sit there and go, and all of a sudden it goes down, whoa. Yeah. More than, you're, you're like you're, you're godly then. You know more than saying? 425 of the Fortune 500 companies use Orion from SolarWinds, and I'm not exactly sure what the software does. It's some sort of security software. <laughs> security software. <laughs> <laughs> How ironic! Like, like, like I always say, everybody, the, the people that work and make the security software eventually get tired of doing that. And then they do the they do they do the other stuff. Turn black hat. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the people who make radar detectors. Well, they used to make radar. Radar. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Radar detectors are awesome, by the way. I I have to put a radar detector in every any car I drive. Those things. It's bad. Listen, I know everyone has ways. I combine ways and radar detectors. I, I think just that's don't drive more than five miles over. Because nobody oh, pulls you over for five. Oh, I, I do all the time. Yeah. Waze has been very inconsistent for me lately. Waze? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been, I've been, which, in a good way, I guess, it's because it, ma it makes me more cautious, but I've been getting a lot of, like, hazard or police notifications, and by the time, and when I get there, like, nothing's there anymore. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, and I think a lot of people, like, the kids, the young people are going to Google Maps, right? Because Google Maps now has, like, a... A ways it's like type of ways built. I think it's got kind of integrates, but it's it's an interesting app because as it you know works right now, but it's so integrated to like actual user, you know, like input, input, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know, so it's one of those things that could crash pretty quickly if people decide they want to stop. I mean, mm -hmm. I definitely know I've gone I've gone past something and not mm -hmm. not you haven't reported it, like it? yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm part of the problem. Well, also, people have hacked those things. Like, remember the guy who put a whole bunch of uh, uh, cell phones? Like, he bought a bunch of used cell phones and put them in one of those little push carts <laughs> and then <laughs> and then had them all away so they could look like this area was in a traffic jam. 
And then Waze rerouted every. No one, Patrick, you have to know about this. I I, I, I heard don't. I heard about that. I yeah. heard about that. Yeah, he, I love that stuff. Yeah, he basically it. hacked him. Who, who, who wakes up? Who wakes up and goes, "That's what I'm gonna do, spend my day doing"? Uh, there's oh oh, there's uh, people. Apparently, a lot. <laughs> there's the, dudes. The same, the same person that hacks for fun. Yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, Len Holt says SolarWinds is a system engineering management platform for servers, networks. Uh, hold on, let me see. I was watching uh, a video on it. It does yeah. it does like load balancing. It's not necessarily security. It's more load balancing across servers and, yeah. and yeah. like network infrastructure. Yeah, he said so it's good you, stuff. Hard to be convinced it's hacked. Go ahead, Walt. Sorry. Well, what if you make it think something's going on that's not going on? Then it it unbalances the whole. Uh, Everything so everything's definitely... hackable. The Titanic and, and, was an unsinkable ship. Exactly. And there's a lot of um, most most companies are doing a lot of fail safes, failovers. Mm -hmm. So there's a possibility that if uh, this load balancers were all borked this morning, they could have failed <laughs> over onto like Google networks, and that could have crashed all the Google networks. Because when the entirety of the internet decides to load balance onto a, a servers, a, a set of servers that aren't ready for it, it just yeah. yeah. Brick that says Brick says I saw today that the hack came through when SolarWinds did an update for the users and they got in. So that's from <sighs> And there are techie people that that, so, that watched or listened to the podcast. So For for anybody out there that isn't isn't super techie, um security, IT security, internet security, server management, stuff like that. It's it's all a cat and mouse game. It's just a it, the, the mice are constantly looking for new exploits, and the cats are just trying to get to them and clean them up as quick as possible. But there's always something new. You're never gonna get, you're never gonna get past all sorts of exploits. They're always gonna be there. So. Mm -hmm. James Miller says we use SolarWinds for network computer management. So there you go. Shout out I mean, to all the nerdy uh, gun guys who are also tech people out there. Shout out to those dudes, the true gun nerds. I have a question for Corey when we get into knife talk, by the way. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get to knife stuff. Here's what's interesting to me about these hacks. Do you remember, what was it, a couple of years ago, there were some hacks that went through like this, and then all of a sudden we were seeing emails of executives at the movie, the big movie houses? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know, again, I don't know what you would get, what sort of data you would get unless you were... I mean, as a load balancer, I don't know what sort of info you could get from hacking their software. I, I read their, uh, yeah. their, their firmware. I'm just I, I hoping. I'm just hoping. And a lot of these uh, what, politicians what? use stuff outside of the government stuff. Like all their, uh, all their underhanded stuff, they do it on other things. But so, I mean, it's always funny. It's, like it's, a little, it's a little on the conspiracy side, but like you just never really know how much kind of very sketchy stuff is going on behind the scenes or kind of so going on and sort of almost like the, I don't want to so call it the deep state, but just stuff that's totally kept out of the public purview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you never know. Yes. Constantly. Guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lots of, lots of stuff going on. All right. So let's see, before we, before we switch over to talking about the knives, before the knives come out, so to speak, knives out, which was awesome. I love that movie, by the way, knives out. I don't know if you guys we can get we can talk about knives out here in a second. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Um, let's see. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Smash the thumbs ups if you're out there. If you want to talk about something, now is your chance. Or we're gonna go into knife stuff and we will get lost 
in a rabbit hole of microtech knife awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let us know right now. I'm giving you five, four, three. Okay, people still talking about the, the hacks. So, I, we'll come back to it. So yes. Sure. Okay, so Knives Out, awesome movie. Who saw that movie? I did. I did. Very good. Okay, Walter, Patrick, you didn't see? No, no. No. Didn't see Knives Out. Huh? Okay. I'm also a huge Daniel Craig fan, so yeah, Daniel Craig was in there. But lots of uh, there were lots of people in there. The guy who plays uh, uh, Captain Chris America Evans. was in there. Yeah, yeah, he was in there. Yeah, uh, there was a, yeah there was a pretty stacked cast in that movie. Yeah, you know what? I, so this is gonna this is gonna mess up for a lot of people. But this movie is old, so whatever. I'm not doing any spoiler alerts here, but I actually have the secret of how you can tell in any murder mystery who did it. I I actually have the secret. And I told Lola I told Lola about this. She doesn't believe me, but it's very very simple. If you're watching TV, okay, or you're watching any murder mystery, it is always the most famous guest actor. Boom. <laughs> That's the person who did it, always. Every single time. I'm going to have to put that to the test. Knives out. (laughs) (laughs) What else? What else is there? What else do you... Look at the Agatha Christie uh, murders or whatever. Any TV show that had to do that was like a murder mystery. If there was a guest actor, that's the person who did it. Boom, that's how you know. Always. So... See, look, Lola's even Lola's even in there confirming what I said. She said, yes, yes, <laughs> that seems to be the trope. You are correct on that, Hank. You guys need to just, like, take that little thing right there and uh, laser that into your brains of Lola telling me that I'm right about something. Was it the only time <laughs> she's ever going to admit it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not often. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so Len Holt says Knives Out reminded me of Clue, so there you go. You guys should watch it. Yeah, I think it was funny. It was a funny movie, and it had knives, Walter, and it had tanks. Lots of knives. Yes. Lots of knives. And there were tanks in there. Tanks are good. It reminds me of James Bond being delayed like an entire year and a half. So that's not fun. Yeah, it's always it's always funny looking at like Daniel Craig. Uh, He likes to do impersonations. You notice how all these actors like to do an like American accent all of a sudden. Oh, totally. Yeah. You, you know, they like to do those you, real there's deep There's only country. so much British acting you can do. It's, <laughs> it's too small. The networks that can only do so much over there. There was that movie that he was in with uh, Adam Driver. Yeah. Um, nice movie. Yes. I just can't think of the name of it. I looked it up the other day because I, I threw a blank on it again. Yes, um, I know what movie you're talking about. That was also, I like that movie. It was also really good. But I think he also did like a fake American accent in that as well. He did, yeah. Sort of a very, very country yeah, they were all... It, it had to do... Didn't it take place in Talladega or, or some speedway? Logan, yeah. Logan Lucky? Yeah, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... It's funny because I feel like when people impersonate American accents, there's only two accents they do, like very deep Southern. Yeah. Or like California. <laughs> like, yeah. like California. Like... It's, that's what you it's consider American only, accents. Only yeah. two accents people do. Yeah. That's true. Never any like Midwestern or anything, <laughs> like Northern. Like, but you know what's funny? Um, like American actors are not allowed to do British accents. They're pretty really, bad. Really a thing? Yeah, the only per- well, okay. So, uh, what's the name of Iron Man? Um, Robert Downey Jr. He does a good British accent. 
Uh, what's his name who thinks he's British? Uh, who? Uh, Madonna? I know you're talking Pirates about it, <laughs> Oh, Johnny, Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp, yeah. yeah. He actually does a pretty good one. Yeah, he does, um, he does. I'm going to disappear I, for I two minutes. I do a pretty good Australian accent, because I lived with Australians for a couple years when I was playing tennis. Okay. Hit, up, hit us with your Australian Australia, accent. Australia. Can we hear it? Uh, Come I mean, on, it hit depends, us with uh, something. What do you guys want me to say? Uh, not not anything that's I'm... not throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> I'll tell you that I, I lived in, uh, I visited Melbourne. Okay. I live in Queensland, Melbourne. so anytime we go to like amusement parks, anything like that, um, typically we'll, you know, me and my sister, my sister's really good at accents, so we'll just, we'll sit there in the lines and, and, and talk and kind of, kind of act a little bit and pretend we're from somewhere we're not. not. <laughs> that's good. It's not bad. That's, yeah, some, that's... Some Australians can pick it up, yeah. some can't. Yeah, that's uh, not... I a couple. So, so how, okay, can you, can you bend that to the New Zealand accent? Because that's one of my favorites. The- New Zealand accents are they're a little more like so in in Hollywood the Australian accents very like Crocodile Dundee mm-hmm. so you get like the super thick like Steve Owen you know mm-hmm. crocodiles yeah. like five feet long yeah that's sort of more like the New Zealand yeah and I always I always tell people like the British accent like if if you if you can do a British accent it's basically like the country Australians like the country version of British mm-hmm. <laughs> like British speaking. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of different British accents also. There's a lot of British comments like, "Please, yeah. stop making yeah. accents; they're awful." Um, there's a ghetto. T- typically, what people hear is a ghetto kind of uh, London ghetto accent, kind of. You know, that's what people. It's a cool hear. accent. Yeah. What's that, what's the, the the like low class London accent? That's um. Cockney. There's like a name from like. Yeah. Cockney. Cockney. That's Cockney. The Cockney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put all the T's together. It's like mm-hmm. little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like one yeah. of my nephews was over. This is how this is the quickest because I can if I'm hanging out with some of my family members from England or just people, I, I could go back to a British accent. I actually had one when I came to live in America. So really, yeah, yeah. I used to live in England a long time ago. I did not know that. Yep. There's a lot of amazing things about me you don't know, Corey. In time, in time, give me time. <laughs> anyway, I'm just messing around. But anyway, so one of my one of my cousins came to visit me, and her son was just cracking me up. So I kept imitating him, and he would go, "Mommy, can I have a glass of water?" Water. Yeah, and, I, and that just annoyed the livid daylights out of him. It's like, can I have a glass of water? There was. Yeah. Like a, an Instagram reel, I send it to literally all my friends. I send it to my girlfriend and a couple people, mm-hmm. and it's this little kid who is, I guess, in this time of year, him and his dad are having an argument about him being on the naughty list, and just being like like an eight year, like a seven or eight year old with like a very thick British accent, and he says he's gonna punch Santa's beard off. It was it's freaking <laughs> awesome because he's on the naughty list. Yeah, I actually like looking at, at like British movies for that reason. I like that accent. Uh, especially with the ladies with the British accent. Uh, yes. It's one of my accents. kryptonites. Mm. Boom, right there. You know, so accents mm. do something. Yeah, because <laughs> that's why that's why the British are taking over America. Damn it! <laughs> Even a nice Southern draw will do it for me sometimes. Oh, true, true. That's true. That is one of the best accents in the world. Like, who doesn't like? You know, like I mean, we're all dudes here, so that's what well, that's where we're coming from this point of view. But who doesn't like a, a, a nice southern drawl on, on, on a lady? It makes me think of hospitality, some sweet yeah. tea. Yeah, how can you get it's, mad? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because, like, at least in North Carolina, I don't really 
most people wouldn't really consider me to have a much of an accent. I don't mm. they get excited it comes out. Mm-hmm. But when we travel to different parts of the, the US or like when we go to like Germany or something for shows, it's 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 really, really weird because what we do to people with different accents over here, we're like, Oh, we'll say something, do that. It's exactly the same in other countries. People are like, Oh, you're southern, say something <laughs> like you're or you're American, say so you like yeah. So it's it, it's so funny going over there and like you're the you're the one that they want to like they just want you to keep talking and yeah it's funny it's how as human beings we always the grass is always greener that's exactly right <laughs> always the other thing is and this is what's happening in Hollywood right now and in a way it, it's really frustrating but you know I get it too all the America all the actors here in America are not America. They're so all amazing. either from Australia or England. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's gotten to the point when I meet people from Australia, I'm like, can you stop sending actors to America, please? <laughs> I think that's a that's actually a big, like, cultural thing, though, now. Because I think the arts in general, wh- whether people agree with them or not, I think the arts have kind of taken, in the U.S., like a big back seat. They're, they're either not taken seriously, they're not funded, um, especially nearly as much as, like, in in the UK or Australia. Um, like, I mean, you see a ton of major actors now, you know, a lot of them came from sort of mainstream, like Broadway or opera. Mm-hmm. And so you see, like a lot of people don't know, cause they don't, they just don't keep up with it. You know, um, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. um, the kid, Tom Holland, I think plays yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. They, they all, everyone, all the stuff you see, Dr. Strange, all, Dr. Strange, yeah, dude, they're, they're all doing plays and things like that. And it, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds you that, a lot of them aren't doing the acting for fame, you know, the fame and everything's just a byproduct of it. But like what they do and what they're passionate about is actually acting. So they are acting every chance they get, you know, whether it's a play or or anything like that. Well, I mean, I think so. My older son is um, is an actor and he's going mm-hmm. to school. And I think there's lots of um, there's lots of talent in America and lots of young kids that are interested in this and doing all the stuff like he does. Um, <clears throat> You know, he, he does plays and stuff like that, and he does movies at his school. But he also does, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, improv. He does improv, improv and stuff improv. like that. You know, so and I think American, there's a lot of American talent. And even I was telling him, you might have to go to England or something. I think a lot of yeah. the American actors are going over there because they're more appreciated because they're exotic. And I think a lot of they're the different. British and Australian actors are coming here because Hollywood is like, ooh, you're so awesome because you're not American. Mm-hmm kind of thing no you know taxes are better here well that's why they want to come that's why they want to come here (laughs) let's be real come on let's be real come on come on that's true for sure yeah they're not getting yeah they're not getting taxed like 75 percent or whatever why why do the new yorkers move to florida yeah because there's no state tax that's That's exactly i could tell you driving like this morning i had to i drove out to jacksonville driving there and driving back I saw a lot of New York plates. I was like, oh, I've never oh. seen this many New York plates in Florida. You know, it was well, we interesting. Don't have, we don't have the, uh, um, the, 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 uh, the crazy. Oh, I got cookies. Look at that. Yeah. And I know are we, we're right now on snowbirds, right? Snowbirds are coming into Florida right now. Yeah. Yeah. Soon, oh, yeah. if not. Well, yeah. They're all escaping New York to, to try to get away from COVID. So. Yeah. From no, the lockdowns. No, normal, the lockdowns. Normal yeah. snowbirds. No more snowbird season starts in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm seeing a lot of New York plates around. A lot of New a York lot plates. Of, a lot of people are starting to move out of, out of a lot of kind of, 
you know, very certain demographic areas. Mm-hmm. You've even seen a lot. You've seen a lot of companies leave California mm-hmm. just because you know, like the, the regulations and stuff. Like all politics aside, just the regulations that a lot of those businesses have. They're they're moving to Texas or they're moving to Florida mm-hmm. just to get away from all that, and it's you know they're they're saving a ton of money just in taxes. Yeah, I think Musk uh, of uh, Tesla fame, he's officially moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. He's in Texas. He's living in Texas right now. Yeah, Ben. I think Ben Shapiro. He moved his entire company to Florida. Yeah, he's he's what? down in South Florida somewhere. Yeah, he just moved like a oh, month wow. ago. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, interesting. All the moves. I hope that, uh, and we say this all the time here on the show, hopefully those people understand why they left wherever they left and don't come to Florida and start voting for the same damn people. Yeah, don't bring your crazy, goofy-ass political ways with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know. We can dream. Yeah, we can only hope. Uh, Is that that happening? You're in North Carolina, right? It is. North North Carolina was very, very, um, very close. Mm-hmm. And it over the last probably three elections, I've seen it turn from I would say predominantly red mm-hmm. to very very purple. Yeah, you guys let us down, man. Shame. It's, Shame it's on North Carolina. It's almost fifty fifty right now. Yeah. Uh, I definitely I definitely thought uh, North Carolina was going to be blue on election night, kind of just watching the way things were going. So yeah. that North Carolina has definitely changed a lot. Yeah, this weird things happening. I mean, I think some of it it's it's like Georgia, right? Uh, what happened in Georgia? You know, what's going on over there? How come there's a Republican governor, he can't lock things down? You know, well, what's going on? It's it's Money. the way that they're what's the way their their particular election every state technically is a little bit different, but you know, they have to win whoever whoever's going to win has to win 50% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Um at, at least 50% of the vote. Mm-hmm. If even if you are Forty nine point nine percent, and your candidate had one percent. It will it will go to a runoff election. Yeah. Um, so that one's going to be interesting to see. That one's going to be a very important. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see that. Kermit loves bacon. Says North Carolina is turning blue. So mm-hmm. the last time Walter and I think we spoke about this before. Last time Walter and I went to the SEMA show in Vegas, uh-huh. which is a car show thing, and there were some guys from North Carolina there. Who were doing some mini bike stuff, and I made the mistake of mentioning guns to these guys. Okay. And I got shunned out of that. I had to go. <laughs> I had to go you stand came, outside because I brought up a, guns. You came on a little strong with the guns. <laughs> okay. Uh. Me? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm. Hmm. You have to remember about the mini. Well, they're not. On, that's not. That was just you know a meeting in person, mm-hmm. but. When if you start adding mini bikes, if they added mini bike guns or their mini bikes on YouTube, what would happen to them? On they would, they would be awesome. Yeah, everybody would, would love them. Shadow banned and everything else, right? I would buy mini bikes with machine guns. But they would be shadow banned, and if you get shadow banned, that's not that's your money on YouTube. Can't make can't make money. That's right. Okay, so, you, so you that. one of the guys was into guns. Oh, he the is. The other he guy is. was not into guns. And I made the mistake of mentioning guns in front of the not into guns guys. And when he when he gave me a, a ugly face, I said, <laughs> "Shame on you! I'm going to report you to the rest of the people in North Carolina for you not being into guns." <laughs> how is that? How is that strong? Is that was that too, that was too much? That's cars and cameras he's talking about. <laughs> look look how fast when they, when they put a video. What look at their views in one. In I've an gotten. Hour. 
<laughs> I've kind of, I used to be in, like almost like, especially about the, with the gun stuff and everything. I used to be like, I would say very, very closeted with all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause people have their own beliefs and which is totally fine with me. Um, and you don't want to make, you don't want to kind of put yourself or them in weird situations where sort of like that work. Cause I've, I've kind of been in that before, but I've kind of gotten to the point where, you know, if somebody disagrees with me, I take a more like educational approach to, you know, to it. And, the, the COVID stuff's actually helped quite a bit because you've had, obviously, you know, record number of gun sales and you've had tons of people who I would argue previously would have been what you would call very, like, anti-gun who have realized, who've kind of started realizing that they want to take personal protection in their own hands. Um, so I think that's helped a lot with education, but that's kind of always been my biggest kind of thing because mm-hmm. it, it tends to it tends to change more minds than me just trying to tell them they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, we got but, we got X ray in the chat. Oh, okay. Hey. Shut up. Where is he? Hold on, let me see. He just messaged yeah, saying hi to people. Oh, okay, there you go. Shout out to X Ring out there. I think he's uh he's on the road traveling. Um let me get this in. So L V Louis Cypher says, Come on, let's get some action on this. YouTube banning gun channels. Um Who got banned now? Yeah, let me know who else got banned. But YouTube has been doing that consistently smacking gun channels upside the head and the the connection i want to make to us talking about these mini bike guys or whatever let me tell you something everyone thinks that it's just the like they're they're always going to pick the bad guys and the bad guys might might be us the gun guys right now okay later on it's going to be the mini bike guys it's going to be the car guys right i mean in 10 years california is, is banning uh the sale of combustion engine vehicles and in 10 years, uh, Europe is doing the same thing. So pretty much insane. 10 years from now, you won't, there won't be any combustion vehicles getting sold in America because they're not going to build a separate car for California and for the rest of the country. Well, they just won't build is, for California. This is relevant only because you're talking about like uh, the kind of the car industry and combustion engines. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but did you see how North Face just denied some huge energy company? Um, this energy company, well, I guess, wanted to buy a bunch of their their jackets for their employees mm-hmm. and wanted to have their branding on them. And they've kind of found out through some kind of backdoor, you know, leaks and some people kind of talking that it was because they were a gas and oil company. And so, so they, they're not allowed CEO, to be warm. <laughs> yeah. Well, their CEO ended up sending like writing like a big response on Twitter or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. And was like, you know, all of the outdoor activities that you promote, you have to get there in a car or some type of vehicle. Like it's, it's all, you know, and, and the energy, at least their particular company felt like they were very big into kind of advancing clean energy and, you know, just sustainable energy and things like that. So, you know, it's one of those things. I I think the gun argument, the reason it's scary and people, they're not as scared as they should be, but it's not the fact that it's guns. It's the fact that they can just decide something's wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's, that's where people, I think missed the biggest point, you know, like they're, they're just saying, you know, you're, you're fear mongering, you're doing all this stuff. And it's like, it's really not that. It's just, there's a lot of people who have seen what happens when this type of behavior goes kind of unchecked. Think about, um, and, and think about what was, what a, what people considered a slippery slope, uh, 15 years ago. You know, when people constantly were saying, Oh, it's a slippery slope. They're going to come take this. They're going to think about what we were saying was 15 years ago was a slippery slope. And now look where we're at. I mean, well, I mean, look at look at the. I mean, I don't even know if we we're going to talk about it, but look at the P uh, the P eighty thing. Mm-hmm. Oh know, yeah, the ATF. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. And like I said, it's it's one of those things where I, I of course I hated 
I personally was not a huge fan of bump stocks J- just for my pra- like I didn't want to own one kind of deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But I don't care if you money. own one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was when people, a lot of people were like, ah, I don't like, they had that sort of attitude of, ah, I don't like bump stocks anyway, so it doesn't really affect me. Yep. And like the, that again, it was, it was missing the point. It, it wasn't the bump stocks. It was the idea that they could just arbitrarily decide and then they don't have the power to machine gun. legally, but they could just reclassify something or say something's illegal. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it's, it's such a dangerous thing because where does the line stop? It doesn't. Um, those those okay. knives and the knives in your company you work for. Do you, Corey, do you, <laughs> they don't. They don't like that stuff either. They so. don't like anything. Have, Corey, have you ever uh, shown off Microtech switch switchblades? Because that's what they are. Automatic knives to people, and they have you ever had people be like, "Ooh, that's really dangerous." Because I, uh, I have. Happens, it happens a actually a lot. Or you um, get the question of, "Is that legal?" I, I, so I'll get I'll get the is that legal yep. or the the sort of scared oh my god why do you carry that and you know again it's the same thing for me with the guns mm-hmm. have, I, you ever, have you ever been holding something or maybe holding something like a bunch of things and gone oh, I can't get my knife open to cut this it's so yeah, easy I mean, when you go like that cut and put it back in your pocket so, you know I try to explain it but I'm like how is this really any different than me carrying any other pocket knife like it, it's not just because again it's it's the you know, it's the same with silencers. Hollywood has sort of, mm-hmm. they've created a, and, a stigma. And maybe, you know, unint- maybe unintentionally, maybe mm-hmm. not. If you if you get like really into like the deep state stuff with like the CIA being in Hollywood and all that stuff, maybe maybe all that was designed. I'm sure those people in the comments will chime in on that. But you know, the, the stigma associated with you know switchblades, which the majority of these knives are not actually switchblades. Um, it, is it, pe- is people there can, something that meets the definition of a switchblade? Like, what is a switchblade? Well, so it's interesting because technically speaking, most states are all different. So, like in North Carolina and in a lot of states, the fact that I have to slide this up and it's not a physical button um, makes it an auto-assisted opening knife and not a switchblade. Like so this is a switchblade. In some in some states. Oh, uh, show show that again, Patrick. This is Marley's brand new. Or or the uh, this is the Hawk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just a very similar. It's a little bit bigger, but it is. It's completely auto knife. And so, like certain states, you know, it's like what I was talking about when I was on um, Eric's podcast, the uh, Life Liberty podcast. Mm-hmm. I was saying there's definitely a correlation between sort of strict gun laws and strict knife laws. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. lot of the strict knife laws are just very arbitrary. They're kind of more of a they've just been there for 30 years and nobody's ever bothered to to, to change them or fix them. But you tend you tend to see like places like California, you can own these a lot of these knives, but you cannot carry them, which is why we actually make uh, this California. Is a new knife we have called the Mini Troodon. Hold on, let me go close up with you. Okay, okay here was my question. You guys show- started making the little Chode Troodon, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, show that again in and out. I can't I can't yeah, decide so- if I want one or I don't want one because they're <laughs> so tiny. It's so cute. It's like it's, uh, it's like Baby Yoda. So- the, just to give you an idea, our, our kind of flagship knife is an Ultratech. And so to give you an idea, a size comparison, let's see if I can <laughs> really I can is that. tiny. It is it's very, very small. Do you have a 70, a UTX 70 to compare it to? I don't with me, but, I mean, and then you, like, you look at the combat. Yeah, the, biggest. <laughs> the the big boy, I mean, it, it's half the size. Um, I actually like this better than the 70. I'm not a huge fan of the 70. Um, I've got fairly big hands, and so the 70s are just a little too thin for me. I just don't feel like I have a very good grip on the on the knife. This is basically the exact same size as the 70. Um, 
for the most part. It's, it's but tiny. it's the it's sort of like the width of a Ultratech or technically the width of a yeah. But that's uh, good for like opening yeah. boxes or, or whatever oh, you absolutely. open every day. And yeah, that, that's that, useful every day. That kind of Panto drop point combo that's on that blade is awesome. Oh, 100%. And so uh, what you're talking about, I I kind of, when people kind of freak out about them, I'm, you know, it's it's a kind of a moment, hopefully, sometimes, sometimes it's not, but it's a moment of education and I can just be like, yeah, it's just a knife. You know, you don't have to be afraid of it because you saw somebody mm-hmm. in a movie do something bad I, with it one time. It's a tool. It's a I tool. I open boxes it's with mine. Tool. Pretty much only. Yeah. Exclusively. How, I, packages I think someone asked this question, and you alluded to it. How is a fixed blade knife, a out the front switch blade or whatever, how is it? How, how are these things going to kill you any differently? How are they going to stab you up any differently? Obviously, they won't. I think it's really just the psychology of it. I think um, they've done they've done a couple of different psychological studies. I don't know how peer-reviewed they are, but that people are actually more afraid of having a knife pulled on them than a gun. Kind of, you know, which obviously, mm-hmm. even though they're both, they both can be, they both can be lethal. Knives give a shit out. The gun, the gun is going to be technically more lethal mm-hmm. in, in a majority of kind of situations, depending on the outside factors. Yeah. But people are just, they create the psychological fear. Mm-hmm. Knives, like being held up at knife point is, to terrifying. me, feels, yeah, feels worse than gunpoint. Cause yeah, but you I, I don't can, know, you can, about not if I have a gun. But yes, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you, can, you can run, you can run away with some from somebody with a with a knife. If, you can't run away, if that you person, can't run away with a gun. if that dude knows what he's doing with that knife, that guy could slice you up so fast, most, and you won't even I, feel I it. Guy that gets held up by like a ninja, and as I'm running away, he just like peppers me in the back <laughs> with throwing stars. Let, let, let's be real, though. Let's be real, though. Most people carrying a knife, first thing, I've never used a knife besides. Yeah. And secondly, yeah. No, I will will say after after carrying a knife all the time now, especially, you know, because at Microtech, you always have a knife in your pocket. You realize how much you use a knife. Mm -hmm. And I I, I never, I never realized, I I never understand how I went so long without having a knife in my pocket. I, it, every single day I find Mm -hmm. 20 uses for my pocket knife. Yeah. Every day. I feel if you don't have a knife, if you don't have a knife and a flashlight, and well, I mean, knife, for me, a gun, I feel naked. That is the other thing, a flashlight. I when I started carrying just for the size of the tiny, tiny little streamlight mm-hmm. that um, I, I think they only make it in that tie. That yeah, see, look, this is mine right color. here. I carry this little tiny, this but, little O-light. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when I started carrying a light, I, I started realizing how freaking often I used a light. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, like, this thing's handy. When you go to pull up your phone and people have the the dinky little iPhone flashlight and you're like looking and I'm like, hold on, I got like 600 lumens. Like, <laughs> let me show you what real light is like. You know, we when we go to um, shows. Speaking of lights, when we go to shows, people call them torches. Mm-hmm. And That's they're, they're tiny. They're they're the size of the one Hank has, or sometimes even smaller. And they're a little more intricate. These things sell for like two to three grand. Wow. These flashlights. Huh? Is it, they were like big time flashlight collectors or something. Oh, Are they made of unobtainium? It's, yeah. It's still it's more niche than than like obviously the knives are, um, but there is a market of people that they buy, sell, trade, raffle um, these tiny little lights that are they call them torches and they wow. have they're not like very nice lights at least like from like a lumen output are they from output. are they from england or something because i think that's what it's called what a flashlight's called in england. It's a torch in england yeah torch. I, when i i realized that you know i finally had gotten used to stomaching how how expensive knives can be mm-hmm. 
um, from the gun world, which made sense to me. And I was like, I was like, this knife is three, four, five thousand dollars. He's like, you kidding me? And then you see these flashlights, and I'm like, this tiny little. I've seen knives that are thirty thousand dollars at Shot Show. Yeah, like, people complain have, about yeah. Microtech, right? People, and and we'll get it when we start taking out knives and stuff like that. But at Shot Show, I've seen knives that are thirty thousand dollars. Oh, 100 percent. Um, the most expensive knife that I know that we've ever made was a, right at about twenty. Oh. Jesus, who owns it right now? Do you know? Is um, it like celebrity so owned? The boss? No, there the, there are people who have collections that are in the millions of dollars mm -hmm. of our knives. Um, you'll see them because I don't know. I don't know if you guys are on like the Facebook forums. Every once in a while, you'll get like some people who sort of do like a show off your collection post, and he you're talking them. like gun, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith gun rooms, but knives. I believe and, it. What, uh, I mean, Corey, what what's your collection number again? Oh, I've probably got. No, I mean, no, no, no. Uh, you collect you collect a serial oh, number. I get I get twenty fours. Twenty four. Who carries when I, when I who carries double O three or is it double O three? Um. So there was somebody owners, that there was one that popped up on Facebook that was a double O three and it was like yeah, carried so by the man himself. The, the owners they always basically get um and it, it's changed over the years, but basically they'll they'll kind of pick different numbers so at, at different times they've had three they've had number ones they've had sevens yeah um for 007 so it, you know i like changes. four four is my favorite number, the that, number that's four. my that's my second one just if i can't ever get 24 um some of our custom knives that we have that we because we usually do those in much more limited runs if we don't go up to 24 i'll try and get four mm -hmm. um yeah I've, I've, I've started i've i've collected quite a few over two years yeah four so let me tell my so, girlfriend let me <laughs> let me ask you this before we move on to the knife stuff uh, does Microtech do flashlights? Um, at the moment, we do not. Okay. You never. I'll be honest. Like it's one of those. We don't have anything planned, but mm -hmm. you never know. I'll, I'll I'll come in some days and they're they're making stuff that I never would have thought. You know, they're playing around with stuff and. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of fun to see all that stuff. You know, we we play around with a lot of different things, which kind of we'll you know we'll talk about it at some point. But mm -hmm. it's kind of partially a little bit how the suppressor. Uh, came about. Yeah, X Ring just did a laugh out loud on that one. Crump <laughs> just uh, posted in, in the. Yeah, he gave you two bucks, by the way. Yeah, Crump said, uh, "Hit me up tomorrow. I got big info." Uh oh. I spilled the beans. <laughs> you can, beep, 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 you can let us know right now. Um, X Ring says this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Ray, by the way. Um, okay, so no flashlights yet. No flashlights, but maybe come in. Maybe come in. Maybe coming soon, right? Flashlights. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I like to keep people on their toes. I think there's I think there's room in there's room in some no, there's not really room for flashlights. Yeah, flashlights? I really want <laughs> Yeah. It, it's it's a different type of flashlight, but um I I finally started getting to like the rifle mounted flashlights and mm -hmm. stuff and my goodness, that is a that's one of those where you, you jump in. It's like 2011s. You jump in and yeah, yeah. It's a little overwhelming at first because you don't know who makes the best one. There's so many features. <laughs> I really want that new cloud, the cloud defense rain. Oh. You got you got to have some money. So you got to have oh, some money. Three hundred dollars. Let's do this one here uh, as we get jump into the knife things. By the way, please smash the thumbs ups. Help us out here. We're about to get into some really cool Microtech knives right now. Um, so John Doe says Microtech, uh, I, I think he wants to say does guns too. Good luck finding though. Did. So did you did, guns. you did guns. Did. And did I guns. said, did guns. guess who has one? Yes. We um, did guns. We know a guy a who's got one. Back. Yeah. And basically it was, it was a bullpup style 
um, firearm, mm-hmm. um, but we no longer have not made those for a Yay, very, very long time. Microtech needs to do bullpups again. Come on. Come on. You'll have to talk to Ray about that one. Yeah. Ray, sir, please. <laughs> for all the little children. <laughs> That's a lot more involved than it's, making it. It's, it's, funny. it's funny because... Yeah, it's Walter, show that again. Knives. Show that again, Walt. And then, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's very similar to the knives. Like when you, you know, obviously, you know, Patrick's seen it, how much actually goes into making one of our knives from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. and, you know, it, but it's, and it's the same thing with, you know, with firearms. Like people, you know, they say all the time, I, I've done it too. I've done it to plenty of companies um, where I'm like, why don't you just make this or make that? And then when you're on the other side of it, people have yeah. no idea. Again, mm-hmm. myself included, I'm preaching to the choir about how much goes into making a new part or making a new like blade style for one of our knives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the gun stuff's even crazier because then, you know, you're dealing with, you know, a bunch of federal firearms licensing and, you know, depending on what you're doing, you're dealing with SOT licensing. Um, so that stuff get, it gets pretty complicated. So does, um, and I don't know whether or not you can answer this, bearing in mind that Ray's watching, uh, does Microtech have an FFL? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, we, um, Obviously, you know, we still have, especially for testing and stuff, we still have mm-hmm. a bunch of um, just kind of different things. We do. Obviously, we have to for the, the suppressor and the silencer. Okay. Um, oh, so that's right. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah they make, yes, that, we, we make, make a new suppressor. They're suppressors, yes. Yeah, so we make yes. a suppressor, so right. we have to have all that licensing for that. I totally forgot. I got to handle one of those suppressors. Very light and awesome. It's, Absolutely. I'm, I've nice. got one. I'll have to go. When we get to that point, I'll go grab it real yeah. quick. Yeah. So, so why not make a lower or something that I could get like a Microtech lower with a knife? I would buy that right now, this minute. Again, I, I bet, I bet that. Would, I, to be honest, I bet that would sell. Would yeah. buy one. How difficult is it to pull down a machine, retool to make what a thousand lowers? Like that that's, is that's so always, much effort. That's always the thing, is you know, is capacity. So yeah, you know, and you should. We, hey, you got to see their their. The, what yeah, the, what they're fitting into the space that they have is incredible. It's we're, ridiculous. I mean, we're running, running non yeah. now. We're just so busy. We're running nonstop. So when I was so by the way, I'm just going to throw this up here for a second. So if you if you Google Microtech knives, it says uh, the headquarters in Fletcher, North Carolina. Key person mm-hmm. Tony Marfione, founded 1994. Vero Beach. What? Yes. So what? How did you guys? Why'd you guys leave Florida? What did we do? Why did you run away from the from the gunshine state? I'm not I'm not positive on this, so you have to take what I say with a grain of salt. I think it was a lot of the weather. Um, what? A couple of, a couple of hurricanes and things mm. like that. Um, I think the they, they just awesome wanted to get away here. from. <laughs> I think they just wanted to get away from some of that stuff, and mm-hmm. so then I believe we moved up to Bradford, um, which we still have a, a manufacturing facility in uh, Bradford, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then made our way to North Carolina, where okay. um, we, and we, we still have our manufacturing facility uh, in PA, um, and then also have our manufacturing as well as a bunch of our admin stuff in North Carolina. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, so I bet sweet. you guys could partner up with someone to do the lowers, you know, and do some really nice lowers and combo knife things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some back. possibilities there. Yeah. I mean, you know. It might be not so easy to get lowers anytime soon. That's what oh I'm saying. Goodness. The market's going to be coming back this yeah. next couple of years. So yeah, uh, I already honestly, I already think the the ammo. You know, the the prices are still pretty high, but I already feel like I'm starting to see more ammo. 
I am I too. Think that's, sure. I think that's slowing down. Yeah, but there's... Just wait long. until uh, certain inaugurations oh, of certain people. X-Ring said Hurricane, so I'm guessing that's, that's his yeah. answer to why. I, I think I think ammo... Uh, I've seen more ammo available. I think we're finally hitting that market cap where people mm. are going $700 for 1,000 rounds. Well, like, I think it was... Yeah, but I haven't seen this drop, drop, price drop. There might be it's more... It's not available. price dropping well, the price, I think the price that's... is going to stay there for for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think it was very it was a lot like the the toilet paper kind of thing, um, which I don't know. In North Carolina toilet paper was non-existent for a while. I don't know if it was like that Same everywhere here. else. Yes, yeah. but um, I think you know you had a naturally you had a like a mass kind of influx of new firearms purchasers. So naturally, even if it's not a lot, they're all just going to be purchasing ammo. And, and I think that's I think that scared a lot of gun people because they were. They, they were like, oh, ammo's going to be gone. So then they started buying it up and sort of created almost like, in my opinion, like a little bit of an artificial scarcity. Um, and, At the same and time, Remington obviously... has been, Remington's factory has been down, hasn't it? Throughout the, all of the sales process, Remington hasn't been producing. And they're one of the largest, at least primer producers. They, primer I, I think I read an article, um, I guess the parent company, I could be wrong, so correct me if you know more than me about this, but I guess the parent company of Remington... I said I think that they're like behind like a billion rounds. They have like a billion yep. round backlog or something like um, ridiculous. What was the name of the whatever the biggest was. ammo distributor is? Because Remington just recently got broken up and they, someone yeah, bought it. The, mm-hmm. It's the one that bought them. That Venture Outdoors yeah. or something like that yeah. is like something like a, that. A one point five like billion dollars behind it. It's ammo. catching up. You know, yeah. a lot. You know, I have I have some some friends who who own and who are very involved with a lot of these ammo companies and. You know, a lot of their stuff is just sitting waiting to be cleared, you know, so they can start using it. I mean, there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot that goes into that stuff. People don't realize like it's not not a matter of just having all the components on hand and, and making stuff sometimes, depending on where people are getting certain products from or certain components. Um, but it's, it's catching up. I think I think in the next couple of months, we'll start to see the prices slowly drop because it's sickening me right now. I want to get back to the, the thousand rounds for thousand rounds of nine millimeter for hundred. It is, bucks. but it's gonna it's gonna be volatile for a little while, man. Um, oh, around yeah, January twentieth, it's gonna it's, it's gonna get crazy, <laughs> and then when stuff starts coming out, every news thing's gonna make it worse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I don't know that's part of the plan as well. I guarantee yeah. you, that's that's <laughs> planned into. Hey, let's create a new cycle to to push. You know, gun sales. Yeah, drive people nuts with those. Okay, yeah, exactly. Let's do some knife stuff. Knives. Going into knives now. We're gonna go into knives. We are ready to do knives. Uh, so smash those thumbs ups. All right, and let's let's do the knives. Um, where do you who who wants to start? Let's see. So Corey's got the best collection. Hands. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, Walter actually showed one of the most that knife, which you can show again, Walter, if you want to. That's one of the most rare knives out there because you have to get a whole gun to get that knife. Oh, apparently. is that the one? That's yeah. The one yeah. Comes, yeah. Comes in the, yeah. So let's go believe, to that. I believe some of the rifles did not come with these, mm. so I think it was only in like a special kit that we did like mm. the the knife and everything with. Yeah, it was, so it's, it's pretty rare. Yeah, it was the whole set where you get to case the knife, three, uh, four mags, uh, oh, sling, some other stuff. See, yeah. that's yeah. That's my problem. Is I'm very much into the like I like being the guy who has like the one of like two or one of three yeah. knife. 
Yeah. And so I end up, I end up just, I'm just wasting. So yeah. I wouldn't say wasting, but just spending so much money sometimes <laughs> trying to acquire some of this stuff to say I'm the guy that has it. What is that Fine. gun knife combo worth? So, oh, sorry, Patrick. I was just curious, like for that knife combo with the, with the the aug, is that like you going it, up? You put it up to the right market. Uh, I don't know. What what'd you pay for it, Walter? I would think it would go for like three thirty five hundred, maybe. I was gonna it get was... somewhere like the the mid, probably the mid twos, if I had to Something guess like now. Hmm. I, I could be totally wrong because I've I'm not I've seen so few of them. Yeah. Um, the last time we that you and me, Patrick, actually the first time I guess we met by kind mm-hmm. of random chance. Um, we were going to that kind of helicopter class thing, mm-hmm. um, and I got to Florida really, really early, so I just stopped by a gun store that was on my way, and they actually had a um, a Microtech uh, five five six gun sitting on the shelf. And I, I want to say it was like eighteen hundred bucks. So just the mm. gun was at this point. I, I, don't, I can't remember what they would have MSRP'd for. Ray might know if he's still listening. I thought um, they were like fifteen hundred, right, Walt? With that that case. I mean, that was that was back when it came can I, out. Can I, can I answer you? Yes, go ahead. No, never. <laughs> when I bought it, all right, then I won't. <laughs> Didn't hurt my feelings any. <laughs> okay, give us the answer, Walt. Let's hear it. When I bought, when I bought it, it was two thousand. Two thousand. But that's yeah, the whole. I'd, I'd say I'd say it's probably two. But right now, probably with the market right now, if I put that on auction, that thing would probably like that. It would probably draw close to four. That's what I'm thinking. Easy. Have you seen? Have you seen how much some of those people have purchased those uh, the, the John Wick 2011s for? I have yeah. routinely seen those on GunBroker for like pushing ten thousand hmm. dollars, and people are bidding on them. It's not like it's not like somebody just posted hmm. up and it's just sitting there. People are like bidding up for these things. Okay. I wish I, I, I yeah. I kind of uh, wish I would have gotten one of the John Wick collector boxes, but I, maybe at some point I'll pick one up. They're just it's just cool to have with the coins, uh, the pencil, and the two blades. Oh yeah, is that what you're saying is going for ten grand? Twenty eleven, just his gun, just the twenty eleven, mm-hmm. just the oh. just the handgun that he used in that third movie. Oh, um, there, oh, the there weren't a ton of them made, and hmm. they've been discontinued. They're not making anymore. So yeah, um, it's kind of just it's, you know it's like the machine gun supply and demand, and now people pay a lot of money for it. Yeah, I mean, and that so that one that one that Walter has is the gun, the case, and the knife, and then it's got mm-hmm. paperwork, Walt. No, well, nothing. Okay. I mean, there might be a manual someplace, but okay. it doesn't have like documentation or anything like that. <laughs> but the, but the case is the case is marked, you know, hmm. uh, for the for the gun. So hmm. um, yeah, I mean, they didn't they didn't that when I bought that, there were no scar augs to buy. They were still banned. <laughs> they were still, so that was the only game on, in town when I ordered that. So, so um, yeah, so we talked about this behind the scenes. That what's that knife called again? The uh... that's I think that's the, that's the Curry. The okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So every now and then you guys reissue this knife on yeah, its we own. Still, um, it, we we probably do a it, it's pretty rare. Okay. Um, we do a couple of runs a year, but um, typically we'll do a few runs of of black tan and OD green Curry's. Yeah. My personal favorite I, I just, aesthetically is the Tonto version of that. Oh. Um, it looks really good. Okay. I'm, I'm a sucker for a if Tonto. You, if you do the Tonto version in green, I would really like to buy that so that I could put I that with my Styrog. See, Please. The, only prob- the only problem with having this knife is you can't use it. That's true. Because <laughs> you don't want to mess it up. But yeah, well, it says MSR on the side or whatever. No. Why is but, that a problem? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not planning on getting rid of anything, but it's this, yeah. It's, and I love I love knives like this with big thick blades. You can use you can oh, use yeah. this knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, this that's is a sticker. One of those, that's one of those things that definitely, um, definitely could be used as a pry bar. Oh, is this a, the? Did you find? That's, did you find that's the thing? The green Tonto Kurahi. Okay, hold on. Let me. Um, and it's, by the by the way, if you guys are looking, there is a website here for Microtech. If you guys want to uh, go look up stuff, there is a Microtech website. Let me see the specifically the. It's called the Kurahi. I, I hate to say it, but your better bet instead oh. of going to Microtech's website is to go to like PVK or um, uh, some dealers, Late yeah. HQ. <laughs> yeah, that 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 Kurahi looks good. Curry, that's a curry. nice. That's yeah. a nice. Uh, I want to say curry. Way. I want to say curry. It's now because it, the, of the name. I also now want it extra because it sounds like curry. <laughs> so I, I answered mean, whatever. Yeah, uh, but I no, that's know, awesome. I know what you're talking about. So yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, that's that's awesome. I would actually like to get one of those to go with my. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know next time we yeah. do another run. Then I'll go fake a whole case, and then the next time Walter tries <laughs> to show me his, I'm gonna go. Guess what, Walter? Before you got yours, you don't know this. I got one. Here we go. Here's the case. I'll try to. I'll try to brag a little bit. Uh, sure. X ring says curry and crosshair. Okay, so so there we go. Walter has sure. that. Uh, I think Walter lost his uh, microtech that he had. That's the saddest of stories. Yeah, I, I, that's the second one. That's the second one. I, I have yet to lose one, but I'm dreading the day. He. I will. Yeah. I, try, but, I will find them all in one place. And I just I, I I carry one pretty much predominantly right now, um, just so I don't have a bunch of knives kind of sitting around that I'm I'll misplace or knock under something because it'll it'll eventually happen I'm sure. Yeah, but we'll go we'll we'll uh -oh. go we'll go go ahead Walt. No, I was gonna say, but I, I carried it every day and it used it 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 got no quarter, meaning got no special treatment. Yeah. So boxes, it's been in the washing machine, it's been in the dryer. <laughs> you know, it's it, <laughs> that's the thing but, about Microtex to me is. They're expensive, but they're made to work. They're not made to be looked at. Yeah, it's too bad you guys don't register them like Rolex used to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they used to be like Wait, a so registry. If someone shows up with your knife, you're like, hey, I'm getting hey, my knife back. Fine. Yeah, I'm well, getting it back. Whoever, whoever, whoever found it, I hope they enjoy it properly. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the next best thing to do. I'm going to show the next knife, and then we'll go to someone. Here's how, here's how you prevent your knife getting – well, I don't know. Maybe this is how I get it stolen. <laughs> that's that's pretty baller. Yeah. So if you put your logo all over it, and I don't know, let me see if we can get that to look better. Basically, that is the Hank Stranger logo on this, all up and down this thing here. So um, it's pretty sick. Yeah. So uh, PVK. What size is that? A that's an eighty-five or an Ultratech? Uh, this is 85. a UTX like eighty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't tell just from looking, babyface, but you're awesome there. <laughs> I have them all sitting in front of me, so I can I yeah. can tell. So okay, who wants to go next? Who wants to go next here? Let's see. Uh, Who's gonna throw up the next? Uh, I'm, I know Corby has some cool, awesome stuff. Yeah, Corby, only you because anything cool and rare. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything super rare, but I've got some. I got some pretty cool stuff. So, um, and I might, you might end up making me get some of my knives out of my collection. Yeah. Um, only because you showed a, a sort of a coated knife. Um, so we have recently, we did them in super limited numbers, um, but we recently did, okay. make sure you can see it, some Cerakoted camo. camo patterns. Yeah. Um, so we did urban camo, I think just your standard kind of desert camo, and then the sort of the forest green. Yeah, hold it hold it up like not so close, and that way we'll get a better look. There you What's, go. Um, Corey, do you, remind, do you mind reminding us who does the... 
Who did you guys just bring on to do your uh, Cerakote? He knows Hank. So doing, doing all of this type of Cerakote is uh, Wayne Hammer. I believe I believe Hank, uh, he said he knew you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he um, basically, <laughs> he was kind Wayne of Hammer. known for, um, he did a lot of like custom Glock stuff. Um, he, he was, I think, probably more so, I don't know what he was known for. Is that the guy for, that was, was doing was, stuff for uh, KD? Kevin Dixon? I he was, think so, he was yeah. Doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He does a bunch of stippling. Um, okay. Or, mm -hmm. or did. Yeah, he did. And he the, was very, very good at that. Um, and he did the original and, you know, red was, uh, run of KD's yeah. guns. Well, he, oh, was, sweet. he was one of those guys who, when when kind of the, the stippling kind of stuff started getting really big, he was one of the, the few guys who was blending sort of like the functionality with the like, holy crap, that looks really clean, looks really mm -hmm. cool. Um, so he was one of those guys that really... You know, it was very big in the vat. Yeah, show um, us that knife again. Tool. So that that one that you're holding there is called the what? This is actually the Ultratech. It's a double-edged Ultratech. Double-edged. Um, but okay. we did a custom Cerakoted um, pattern um, that Wayne did because um, the other thing that he was really well-known for was kind of crazy custom Cerakoting on firearms. And, and is, so the claw, is the claw in that um, is the claw in that camo pattern? No, it is actually um, – the cool thing about this to okay. me – um, but I see all our knives all the time is that this one's actually completely sterile. Yeah, I like the sterile. So That's there I, is, you can see right there, there's the, no the marking or laser whatsoever. Copper's the same thing. They don't, they sterilize the copper ones. Oh, um, okay. So this one's really, really cool. Hmm. Um, I'm a big, is that considered I'm a, a signature series? This is actually. Yeah. Um, this is probably the only signature series knife that we do where there's not something... I don't want to say special, but there's not some unique material that we're kind of using that's not on the normal stuff. So kind of because you brought that up, um, we have a couple of other signature series knives. So this is a, yeah, so you're pulling out your, is that the Ultratech? Copper Ultratech, yep. Yeah, this, is my, this is my, this is my dirt knife. Copper <laughs> um, Troodon. Hmm. Um, so you can kind of see basically the top scale is actually copper and you can, hmm. whenever you hold one of these compared it's... to our other knives, Heavy. You can feel the difference. <laughs> it's very, very dense. But there's something about copper that makes these knives fire so smooth. I don't know what it is. Well, it has lubricity. Yep. Every single one of these. What was that um, word, Walt? Super smooth. Lubricity. And what does that mean? L little lubricious. Yeah. It has. There's, <laughs> it, the, copper, <laughs> the copper is naturally slippery. To other oh, and then, okay. The nice thing about the copper is, for like for me, I have like oily hands and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It will change colors throughout yes. the day as i as i grip it and hold it yeah yes with you with you patrick that thing's gonna be green by next turns, year <laughs> patrick is a ruster <laughs> i am a ruster. and obviously with you know with the popularity now of the mandalorian uh -oh. you cannot oh those you Jesus. cannot uh leave out the basically the 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 BH knife, we call it, or the Bounty Hunter. It's a um, combat shirt on, right? So it may or may not mimic Mandalorian armor. Um, uh, looks pretty well, cool. definitely has, you know, Boba like Fett, a, right? Uh, has a very Boba Fett yeah. theme to it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Got your... Did you... Um, um, you guys can see that. I got the... Okay, so you guys had logo. to get some sort of licensing for that? I don't know. Okay. Maybe we did. Maybe well, we did. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> as long as you don't um, name it, put the stuff there, on Believe it. it or not, there's a lot of people don't realize there's um, a lot of... Obviously, we, we follow all the laws, but um, a lot of times pe people don't realize a lot of those images and things like that do not get trademark or... Yeah. Uh, or, or Baby Yoda is not trademarked. Yeah. Is he really yeah. not? They, Probably not even Grogu you, or whatever nonsense they, they want to call want you, They want you to spread the yeah. gospel. Yeah. 
that they oh, want yeah, you to share it. They want you to that way it's everywhere. People, I don't, I don't think people realize how big over the past like ten years Disney has gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, the the stuff that they own and and everything it's it's become ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody if anybody keeps up like any of the Avengers or Marvel stuff, but I guess the keynote they just did showing their next like five to six years worth of stuff. It was like fifty movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they're they're doing something that no, and again, not you know. Whether it's good or bad, it's probably more bad than good. But um, they're doing something yeah. I don't think any other company is capable of doing right now, and it's they're they're almost getting to a point where they're monopolizing. They've bu- they've bought up every universe. They've bought up oh, the I'm, DC they're, they're universe. They're talking about getting rid of Star Wars again. Mm. I would not. I'll be honest. It would not be a bad thing as bad as those uh, last three movies were. Yeah. I, or I or give it to one. the guys that are doing the Mandalorian and let them. There's yeah. apparently. Um, so I don't know if you know the director of The Mandalorian. It's actually John Favreau. Favreau, yeah. His last name right? Favreau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who directed a bunch of the really good Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. and he's also in them. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he did those. He's a phenomenal uh, director. Absolutely. He's such, so so good. And uh, so there's been a I guess like a little petition to have him take mm-hmm. over the star just the Star Wars franchise, mm-hmm. um, which would not be a terrible thing because he's he's done a really good job I think with Mando. Uh, the Man- Mandalorian TV show of kind of yeah. sticking to the canon. Room. Well, and all the all the different episodes are directed by different people. So, you know, they, I think they're kind of like building up a stable of directors that can do a lot of different projects. The yes, problem, he's the done problem, a good job. Mm-hmm. the problem with Star Wars is they became uh, it's political. Yeah, it has the movies. You have to have the women. You have to. They're have social this, justice have... warriors. They got SJW. <laughs> Instead of staying focused on the, you know, with the characters, yeah. they gotta include. They gotta be all inclusive. They went super woke, so. super woke. Yeah, I was just about to say they went woke, and then yeah. what follows that? I don't. Crash. I don't know if they. I don't know if they did it though because they wanted to as much as they felt like they needed to to appeal they don't have to. to mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, I think. I think you've well, seen a lot of companies do that, and they get burned. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they, the diehard fans are gonna go see it. Yeah, if, well, if, you if know, you're. If, if you're offended that they don't have a um, uh, a lesbian uh, character in the thing, then so be it. You know, I mean, I I, I don't get it. I, you, you, that's like taking a, a 007 and making him into a chick. Yeah, I totally. would even go for a moratorium on sex. Can we just do this? Like, if, if, if just, just no, have no, sex. Yeah, no more. Just go back to Princess Leia's the only chick in the universe. Well, I mean, you know, you're... <laughs> whatever. I thought. I mean, I thought I'm one of the people that thought that's crazy, right? Uh, <laughs> and a recipe I mean, for inbreeding. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. as long as this story is told well, the the characters are actually good actors or actresses, and it all flows. I could not care less. We don't need what... the chick. I don't have to see know, them. I, I... I don't have to see them having sex or having babies or yeah. getting married. None of that. I just want to see stuff blow up. I want to see, yeah, fighting, battles, you know, death and destruction, yes. That's yeah. What I want to now, see, speaking yeah. about destruction, <laughs> to get back to what we're here to talk about, uh, Skivvy Waver wants to know, how sturdy are those Microtech knives? I suggest you go watch X-Ring. I was yes. just about to say that. <laughs> On YouTube, Ray, sir. Ray tortures the shit out of some Microtechs. Yeah. They don't yeah, pay. so Ray, Ray's done some pretty ridiculous torture tests. Um, mm-hmm. I've done, mine's not posted on YouTube or anything, but I, I did one where I posted it on my Instagram, um, and I think also like on the Microtech forums, which are pretty big. I think the, the biggest group's got like a hundred thousand members. Um, wow. And you know, we we tortured a, an Ultratech, 
And I know Ray has done a couple of different models of knives, and you know he shot a 40 cal to answer the question. He shot a 40 cal bullet, um, and split the 40 cal bullet on two of our different knives. Um, he's chopped down a tree with people, uh, people got so mad when he chopped the tree multiple down. knives. I like uh, watching like, those videos. Amuse me. People got. He you said, look at the comments of that. People are like, he said I can't believe he chopped a combat throat on. He set a combat throwdown on fire after kind of doing a lot of that same torturing. Because, um, well, you know, a lot of people don't realize once the knife is out, technically speaking, from a from a, the the abilities that humans have, um, there's not enough force that you could impart on this knife to break the mechanism and mm. send the knife back up into the it's chassis. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, once, once the knife is out, the way it's designed, the way the locking mechanism's set up, once the knife is out, it's a fixed blade. Yeah. Until D you actuate it back in didn't uh by the way the side chat is almost distracting me uh not in a not in a bad way but those guys are having some deep conversations over there <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the people who have get into those deep uh conversations in the side chat i'm gonna stay out of getting uh i'm gonna stay out of it but um didn't ray get like uh some uh fake microtechs and torches i think did. i saw that yeah um, so yeah. then it, you know, you can always tell it, it feel, I feel really bad a lot of times, you know, because our knives are not inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Even our cheapest knife is over $200. Um, and you know, you'll, we see it rather often. And, and I always see this when people are talking negatively about our knives for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying this is always the case, but a, in my personal experience, a lot mm -hmm. of times when people are kind of talking about how bad the quality is or things like that, um, a lot of times they have a fake microtech. Okay. Um, we, we have a lot that come in. They're like, we bought it and, you know, it works for a week <laughs> and it comes in and it's, it's got our logos and things like that. But when you hold it, you know, up to a, a real microtech, it, it's night and day. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, you can tell there's a huge quality. I mean, you know, we, we've actually had China, you know, when we kind of pre-release some of our knives, we've actually had China beat us to, to sending out some of our knives. Um, and again, they don't work most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because they, you know, they, they can't really, they're not really doing a good job of copying yeah. what we do internally. Right. Um, but it, it's it's unfortunate because you know I, I totally get it. Somebody, if mm -hmm. I if I wasn't a knife guy and I was buying a knife for you know a friend or a spouse and I see this Microtech that's four hundred dollars and I see the exact same Microtech seemingly that's a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. um, your natural <laughs> inclination is I'm gonna buy the hundred dollars. Yeah. One. I mean, for some I reason we... I don't know why it's on sale, but I'll buy it. Yeah, I think we all go through that. I would suggest doing like so. Patrick basically has become. I think I told you earlier. Patrick's now like the microtech whisperer. He's obsessed <laughs> with. And there's ways. There's ways. Honestly, right, Patrick? Just talk about different ways you can get so, this stuff. So I don't buy. I haven't bought a new microtech in a while. <clears throat> the last one I bought brand new. Um. Oh, well, I paid new pricing for it. Was the I have an orange. Um, UTX85 that I love, and I paid I paid more of a premium for it on the used market because that was the blade I wanted. I wanted an orange with black mm -hmm. furniture and uh, a tanto black tanto blade. I wanted mm -hmm. that. But if you watch knife forums, um, I for me personally, I go on Reddit knife swap a lot. Um, people post things on there all the time. Knife guys especially love spending money on new knives, and when they get the idea in their head that this old knife has to go so I can buy this new knife. They don't care. They're like, I just want it gone and I because I want to buy this and I don't care what I pay. I can't imagine like getting rid of uh because like so for example we got some 
You got some microtex right here. Yeah. So I'm not getting rid of my microtex, but I so mean, I guess I understand how. The the copper. I said I even texted Corey when I when it came in. Uh, this copper signature series Ultratech. The guy bought it. He said he used it for a while and it was okay. And then he took it to the beach and he said he got it full of sand and got the blade full of um of like packing tape. Let's uh, do a stuff. close up of that again, Patrick. Okay. Copper Ultratech. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is like a three hundred and fifty dollar knife or three sixty. Like it's an expensive. Yeah, it's pushing, pushing four hundred dollars. So, yeah, this so, is an expensive blade. So that has sand in it when you bought it. He, it was sandy, and the blade had he had used it to. And I'll, I will say the one thing that will kill these knives is if you cut packing tape and leave all the goo on the blade, you will gum the blade up. Mm -hmm. You get it all inside, and it I, gets gummed up. That's just the way it I is. Tell, I, I tell people to treat at least the OTFs, treat them like firearms mm -hmm. to some extent, in the sense of like, you know, everybody's totally, everybody's situation is going to be a little unique depending on how much you're using it and what you're using it on. Um, but in general, I tend to tell people, you know, to clean their knife out once every, you know, two or three weeks. Just again, depending on how much they're using it, throw some rim oil or rubbing alcohol down on the knife, depending on if you're trying to clean it or just trying to relube it. Yep. Use compressed air. I don't recommend canned air. I just don't think it's powerful enough. Um, you know, again, if you have like access to a small or even just a compressor in general, hmm. I would use that. That solves like 99% of problems that our knives have. I yep. can't tell you how many times, um, and I'll even tell people, I'll even walk them through cleaning their knives, and they will, you know, they're like, it still doesn't work, and I'm like, okay, yeah, send it in to me, um, and I make a point to check their knife, and, and I go and clean it, and I don't I don't think I've had one yet come in kind of like that, where me cleaning it, doing the, the rim oil and the compressed air did not almost entirely alleviate the issues they were having in some so way. I think he was just completely frustrated with the whole situation. Because uh, all he had to do was send it back to Microtech, and you guys would have cleaned it and put it oh, back together yeah, and sent absolutely. it to him for free. Uh, mm -hmm. You didn't have to pay for it. Uh, he sold it on the used market for 180 bucks. Uh -oh. So oh, that gosh. is a steal. A liter That's cheaper than a brand new UTX 70. Like, that is a steal for this blade. You'll, you'll see on the forums, you know, and it's unfortunate, but sometimes you'll see people who just they've come into hard times, or like you were, like you were saying, they really just need money like today. Yeah. To buy this new knife mm -hmm. or you know even just something in life you know mm -hmm. they something in life comes up and you'll you'll see I mean, i've seen combats which you know our combat trodon in general is about 500 dollars knife I mean, i've seen combats like fairly new pretty good condition sell for like 300 bucks oh wow yep. um so you can you can find some definitely some good deals and that's that's a good thing uh, i <clears throat> it's the same with the gun market i've always told people buying used guns that are good quality if you buy at the right price you'll never lose out any of the blades that i've bought here I can either get my money back out of it or make a little bit of profit, and I could turn them over like tomorrow. I could post any oh, of these blades up, and they will be turned over and out the door tomorrow, no problem. So let's get, can I get this in for Kiaski? He says, okay, speaking of used market, what are some of the ways you can tell uh, Chinesium versus real Microtech? So, um, glass breaks. Patrick, yeah, Patrick can chime in on this one too. It, it depends a little bit on the model. So if you mm -hmm. take, one of our standard OTFs that has, you know, just assume it's got all the normal lasering. Um, you can always tell for the most part if you look at the lasering. Um, the lasering on our, if you can see that, lasering on our knives Hold on, is let me very, get, very let me clean. get close. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so lasering on our knives if is If you very, back very it up clean. a little bit because you're putting it too, if you put it too close. Okay, there, there you go. go. I yeah. get a, good, I get a yeah. good view of it. Okay, hold on. There we yeah, go. So, yeah. 
Um, in general, you, you see they're very, very clean. A lot of the fake Microtechs, the lasering will be with cheaper lasers, and it's almost like dotted. Mm -hmm. You can kind of tell it's like a weird faded um, faded logo. Okay. A lot of times you will see duplicate serial numbers. Um, I know it's actually the reason, part of the reason we don't we don't do uh, five five six or any you know any of the like the calibers, any like firearm calibers. Oh. For some reason, a lot of counterfeit companies use those. So uh, you those specifically, numbers. so so uh, one of your serial numbers would not say two two three or five five six. What we about forty five? Okay. 40, 45 we do. Um, okay, three hundred eight. You know, any of like the, I don't know about three. I don't think so. To okay. be honest, mm -hmm. um, then somebody's gonna come in. I'm sure and be like, hey, I've got three hundred eight. But mm -hmm. um, you know, typically you'll see the lasering will be uneven. It'll be not centered, um, uh, especially on the, the Halo model of knife. Which, for those that don't know, basically has a charging handle. Mm -hmm. The charging handle, the spacing with the letters is very like oddly done. Um, the all of our hardware currently on our knives is bead blasted. Um, if it's not some type of like dark clean coating, whether it be Cerakote or DLC. Um, so our screws are not shiny um, unless they're coming out of the custom shop and they're something like polished. So any, any knives that you, you find where they've got really, really shiny hardware, you see that a lot on the Halo uh, mm -hmm. model. Um, those are all kind of telltale signs. Also, if the price is too good to be true. Um, probably true. Ninety, probably ninety-five percent of the time, if, if it's if it's like suspiciously cheap, um, it's definitely counterfeit. Okay. And this was one that I was I, when I bought this, I was like, mm, it might be counterfeit, but I've already taken it apart, I've cleaned it, I've looked through it. It's not counterfeit. It's definitely. I've, I've not seen. I've not seen a, a counterfeit copper top yet. So that's the other thing: is copper mm, tops are not counterfeited at all. Right, because if, if they are. the copper itself would because be, copper. yeah, would be something. Um, so a couple of things. I, I want to get on taking it apart, but X-Ring says, so Corey, what can you use instead of ram oil? The supply of ram oil has dried up recently. <laughs> um, so, he says, yes, the prices on eBay for ram oil is going up. Really? Okay, can I ask what happened? Ram oil is gone, and um, uh, my favorite, Hoppy's number nine, doesn't exist. I don't know. Well, I, so I know there's a, there's a couple of things. In an absolute pinch... I personally don't recommend it for a, like a like a long term use, but WD forty works in an absolute pinch if you can't find anything else. Also, Heretic Knives um, makes their own dedicated um, <clears throat> OTF oil, which the the biggest issue with OTFs, especially like you know Her Heretic kind of would have the same problem too. But our knives are built to such tight tolerances typically that um, a lot of what I would even consider very very light um, gun oils are still way too you know, thick and viscous for the action of a, of a OTF. And so it's going to be, it's going to gum them up. Personally, I find uh, very, if you put any oil, a single mm -hmm. drop on some of the sliding parts, maybe. I run all of my microtechs. I take them apart. I clean them. I put, I don't mm. think I even oil them any longer because I just, it, it just gums them up. How, how, yeah. how's about graphite? There we go. Powdered graphite? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that? Cool. I've never tried it. Yeah, I think Corey, you might have it. to send us some knives to I'll test. To, yeah, yeah I think uh, right, Walt. <laughs> we need to test that, Walt. That's a good idea, sir. Back real quick. If you can, if you can find it, um, it should be readily available. Um, like I said, WD forty in a pinch, or Heretic makes their own specific OTF oil that is that's very very thin. Um, it does a really, really good job of kind of keeping all that stuff. What, so what's, Walt, what's the closest thing to REM oil? How well do you know REM oil? 
this. I. CLP way too thick, by the way. CLP uh, yeah. regular CLP is way too thick. Okay. Um, I have I have the rim lube, uh, the dry spray. Um, I've which heard is... people use some different dry lubricants. Um, I've never tried them, so I can't confirm or deny that they work really, really Once well. Once again, I'm I think sure we that, need I'm sure some do. We need to research. We need to that. test them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> someone's got to figure, figure those out. Um, Razor JB says, uh, if you don't have a Microtech rep in Florida, hell, maybe think about Babyface B. Yeah, I, you know, there, I can't argue there's that. actually one. Uh, my first Microtech I bought from, um, it was this one, actually. First Microtech, a UTX-70 Let's see that. Hold on, show it again. I bought it from the Hologrind. He's down in Miami. Uh, and he was good. He was good to, to buy from. But um, I... I since I found the used market, I really haven't gone back to the new market. It's just I will also say because he brought it up, um, I think a lot of people get caught up in trying to find the dealer near them, which totally makes sense if you're trying to get hands-on. Um, but outside of that, tons and tons. I mean, I think a, a vast majority of our very very well-known dealers now all will ship to you. Um, so if it's if it's just an issue of finding the knives. Um, there's plenty of places to plenty of our authorized dealers that will that have like really really good websites, very easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said, it's a different story if you're trying to get hands on with one to see if you've never held one before. Um, but once uh, once they get done with their graphite test, they can just send it out to people. To, to <laughs> right. We <laughs> <laughs> broke that point. Before we moved on, uh-huh. um, if if you're actually curious about seeing uh, counterfeits. Uh, again, go to go to X Ring's channel, Ray, mm-hmm. and um, I can't remember his Jason. Jason. Ray and Jason mm-hmm. did a couple of videos on showing a bunch Check of your counterfeits. Six? Or yeah, is your uh, no, no, is no. Six, no. Uh, is your six covered? Or? Is your six covered? Oh no no no, that's, that's not Rick. no that's Rick that's Rick. Okay, Jason's one of the guys at uh, Microtech, right? Microtech. Yeah. Oh, Jason's that's the like big the, the big muscly dude. Okay. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, <laughs> he sees this. He just looks big on camera. Yeah, right. The camera, the camera adds fifteen pounds of muscle. He looks big. I okay, he's he looks like freaking Bane. That's oh, he's jacked. He's like <laughs> Right. He could, I'm almost positive he could pick me up with like one of. Just, I think his muscles have muscles, <laughs> and his muscles muscles could pick me up. Yeah, but no, uh, go check out uh, Ray's X ring. X X dash ring. X ring. I think it's Whatever. X. I think it's X dash. Um, but yeah, Ray shows Ray yeah. does a, a bunch of uh, videos on. He's, he's got good videos in general. I mean, he's got some really cool guns and he's been cranking like them that. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, a lot of competition stuff lately. Mm-hmm. By the uh, way, Ray, distance. I do I do subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> he's got long distance stuff and all that. He's got uh some MP5s. I've seen. I've seen some MP5 stuff on there. Is he uh he got into t- competition twenty two? I think I saw lately. Really, he did. He doing did, he, doing I those think he, high, it. super high end bolt action twenty twos or something. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's it's really funny. There's, I mean, um, there's actually a couple of very well accomplished uh, and well regarded competition shooters that work for Microtech. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have we have Ray's obviously very very good. Um, you know, we have a couple other people on our sales team and stuff that that are very. Are you are you a competition shooters. shooter? No. Yes and no. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I shoot competitions when I get time. Um, am I very good only on the gram when oh, you can't okay. see my hits? Probably. Um, yeah. I, I used to be. I used to be right before I started working at Microtech. I used to be very into it, um, and then just kind of got you know life to happen. The next thing you know, I haven't shot a match in okay 
you know, a year. I mean, you're a con- you're a competitive guy, right? You're a tennis player or something? Oh, very much so. I'm su- I'm hyper competitive. Okay. <laughs> did you ever meet Martina Navratilova? No. I did meet um I did meet Andy Roddick though. Okay. Did you meet any hot uh tennis chick? <laughs> Hank only cares about the women. Clearly. <laughs> Think. Come, any, Come uh, on, Walt. What's the? I'm trying to think of the. What? what, je, well, you what had a, je, Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Uh, yeah, Anna boom. Kornikova. Yeah, yeah. You met Anna Kornikova? Um, no, I did not. No. Did they? Um, I don't they know if I've to... met, met any famous tennis. Well, no, I've not met any famous tennis uh, professional women. Mostly, mostly it's been all on the men's side. <laughs> Hank's don't so, care about that. He is, Hank well, is no. Your girlfriend is not watching this, though. okay? <laughs> I, I, I attempt. I attempted uh, my hat at playing. Tried to make a run at playing pro tennis, so mm-hmm. um, which was not good enough. I ended up hurting my back really bad, mm. so my body could not couldn't handle it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> let's see some knives, right, Walt? And by the way, we could we could pull out any knives. So even if Walt, I know I don't want to leave you out. I know you got some cool <laughs> knives that people haven't seen. <laughs> They don't have to be like microtech. Let's see I some could, knives. I could, I could get the the baby version of what Patrick's holding. Oh, you got one of those? Oh, absolutely. My wife has one of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's see it. Let's see it. Well, I have to leave for a minute. Okay. So All right. Cool. This, absolutely. So let's... This one, this is another deal that I picked up. I picked up three knives. And, and when you tell somebody this, it sounds like a lot of money. Um, three knives for $450. It was a, a brand, brand new, as far as I can tell, LEDT in violet. Um, a used 85 and a brand new 70. So that brought them to about 150 bucks a piece. That is mm-hmm. a steal of a deal. Oh, um, absolutely. But yeah, when I bought this, Marley, the first time I gave Marley, so I actually have... That knife, a, will, that knife will flip right out of your hand if you don't do it. I have an LUDT. It's just a green and black LUDT mm-hmm. that I love. Um, the first time I handed it to her, it literally flipped right out of her hand, and she was like, I never want to touch that knife again. So then when I bought this, I was like, okay, well, I guess I will just carry this really pretty violet uh, LEDT. <laughs> After she got her eyes on it, when it came in, she was like, no. So it's hers now. I can't I can't carry it. Well, that was – going back to what we talked about earlier, that was how my girlfriend was. Um, I got her a knife. Um, she, she sort of did the same thing with, with an LEDT, I think, because I thought it would be pretty easy for her to work. It, I didn't have to worry about her not being able to, to activate the OTF. And she – the first time she fired it, it flew out of her hand. She's like, no, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got her a UTX 85. Um, I, I want to say it was in violet. Um, I found it on like the that, Microtech forums, believe it or not, because we don't we don't do violet or some of those that violet is super often. Beautiful. And she t- she'll tell me all the time now that she had to whip it out at work, and somebody's like, oh, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Where so, that? so like, what kind of knife is that? Yeah. So there's a couple of things going on here that I want. Wait. Well, okay. Walter isn't back yet, but I'm gonna throw his camera up here in the screen couple of things going on that I want to get to. I do want to ask why that knife opened so vigorously uh, versus everything else. But uh, stick uh, – so hold on, hold on. I'm going to – I'm trying not to mess this up. Stick it in her axe hole. <laughs> <laughs> Says, I know you are out the game, but I have a MSAR STG 556 and won't work anymore. Think due to Warren Mags used to get it from uh, – got it from – hold on, Ratworks – uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, used to get it from Ratworks. No, think different name and do Tavors and stuff like that. Any clues? So, wait. So you're saying a... that you're is he? Are you saying that the um, the gun doesn't work because I, the mags wore out? 
Is that? Let me see. Stick it in her axle. <laughs> <laughs> I know you uh, gave with the MSR STG556. Because I think I think they have to use specific magazines, right? Yeah. Right, it, right, Walt. Yeah. Right. Yes, it uses the it uses the aug, the um, original aug mags, yeah, not the yeah. p mags. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it won't run with a p mag. Oh. I don't know. Yes. I don't know what gen what gen you have, but I think the we did eventually kind of near the very end make a version that took the regular other mags. Oh, okay. Um. I think, I mean, if, if it's a mag issue, I think your best bet would just be trying to get lucky and find one online. Obviously, we, you know, we don't unfortunately make those anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Walter's got some. Uh, yeah, he's got a. Okay, okay. Yeah. are these the mags, Walt? Yep. Yeah. Those are those. Well, Walt just solved this problem. Well, I don't know <laughs> if Walt is selling those magazines. Those uh, ne- negative. Negative. Everything, Where? Is, everything is available for a price. That's right. Yeah. That is right, Walter. You know that. Um, <laughs> if the price is right, you want a mag, you got to buy the gun and everything. That is $4,500. <laughs> well, okay, Walt, so where where can he get those? Because I think because his mags are worn out. Where can he? Um... Uh, okay, I'll throw this out there. Um, if you do a search online, uh, there was somebody that was bringing in surplus AUG mags, the originals, just like that. Uh, and they were very cheap. I thought they were like eight bucks a piece because Recently? nobody. Yeah, this was within the last couple of months because nobody wants the original AUG mags. Everybody wants the AUGs that use yeah. P-Mags. X-Ring says AUG mags unless it's an E4. What, what, uh... That's that a... was a, like a like a later generation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like little tiny. Yeah. I think my changes. AUG takes regular mags. Yeah, uh, you got the new version of the, the yeah. sweet. <clears throat> yeah, Ray was, I was unfortunately not around during that. Ray was, so he would be. Yeah, so is the authority on on that. Yeah, and also, if I'm not mistaken, Microtech for a while was selling regular AR mags. By the way, so we I I don't know if we were selling regular AR mags. I know that we actually were making our own mags for the uh, the SDGs. Hmm. Um. So wait, so so your magazines, Walt, on your on your thing say, uh, do they say Microtech? Oh heck yeah, MSAR yeah. Oh. Yeah, so we were. <laughs> no, excuse us. Mags. I need to. I need to find one of these and buy one now. He's like, I'm what a, do you think? I'm yeah. a poor for microtech stuff. Is Axhole selling that one? Yeah, Axhole. If you want to get rid of it, I would love to have it. He's probably not going to sell it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, we go back to knives. He says, yeah, uh, I think mine is an E3. It has feed assist, but not AR. Max. Walter. Okay, okay hold on. Wanting, I'm trying to track one of these down. Is that one Vero Beach or is that one Microtech? This is from uh, 2005. That's probably that's it, does, it does have the dates on them, right? The blades have this has three 2005. Yep. Yeah. Ah, uh, I've been trying to get my hands on one of those minis because wow. they're so. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That is so. So if awesome. you take if you take this and make it the size of Patrick's purple one, that's what I had. Oh. Mm. oh. Yeah, yeah that's actually that's actually the knife that started Microdeck. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. This is uh, this. That's the first issue. Uh, so, ba- long story short, at least at least the way uh, Anthony Marfion tells the story when he when he made that knife, mm. um, he was kind of looking to make a knife. Obviously, you know, military guys are always carrying some type of combat knife, um, but he was looking to make like an everyday carry knife that military could use. That you know, just was for cutting things open or you know, just random everyday tasks. And kind of the the way the story goes is the UDT was born. Mm-hmm. which stands for Underwater Demolition Team. Now, 
the reason that knife, the one Patrick has, fires so hard is that knife uh, should fire underwater. Uh, okay. Um, um, and also, so it, it helps spring. if it's strong like that. When it gets dirty, it opens too. Oh, this thing. Yes. <laughs> this is so. This is my like. I carry my OTFs for like daily tasks, but. If I'm going in a woods, if I'm going out into the woods to do some hiking or something, LEDT all day, every day, because you can't break one of these things. And if, well, and if, you, if you want to get the biggest reaction from people, give them a side pull opener. that thing out and hit it. And they go, they just stop in their tracks a lot of times. They go, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's you know, obviously why I'm, I'm a bigger fan of our larger knives. Because um, they, for the most part, they will fire through yeah. almost anything. Now, so this I've, is our go ahead. new scarab. Let's take a look at this. Scarabs came out. I wish. Yeah, I... So this is Scarab 2, which is bigger than our original Scarab. Um, but you can kind of see the blade has some venting in it mm -hmm. to help with the... And then the uh, the bottom of the chassis has holes in it to drain water. This actually also will fire underwater. <laughs> hmm. Walter's favorite knife. The, don't, don't uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Walter don't, got don't... his uh, butt scraper knife out. The poop, yeah. the, the poop knife. Don't mess with the poop knife. <laughs> the turd <Yeah>. chopper. <laughs> they're, they're talking about it in the chat. That's if you, so, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you have a, a necessity to uh, cut one off, so yeah, to speak, I guess. Yeah, uh, huh. so, so Corey has no idea what's happening. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's, it's actually, Corey, it's actually, linemen use that to... to to cut off insulation on big cables. I'm that's sure they did. All I can see is somebody just chopping a log. That's <laughs> well, all I can see now. That's all I can picture. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Inner Axhole is... Oh, my God. Inner Axhole says he bought it for 1509 but was sell BFP how much? Laugh out loud. Um, uh, add, like, add like a two to the front of that. Three. No. He, he, he did not lose any money on that. Uh, <laughs> Eat if you didn't want to lose money, and it doesn't work, so I'll have to fix it. Oh, well, that's even... And the magazines don't work. <laughs> <laughs> it well, doesn't it... work, and it won't be right. If you don't have a magazine, you got a single-shot yeah, gun. Single shot. Don't, don't oh, be in okay. between their negotiations. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's wrong. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> no, that's actually really wrong. That's actually really wrong. I was going to say, though, try to get some Microtech knives out of him on the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could. Yeah, uh, but listen, uh, this I've actually run into people that say it's too hard oh, to push that. Again. Do that again and show me that blade. Wait, hold on a second. Don't, don't, don't. Hold on a second. Put that back what? out there. Show yeah, me the right that blade. <laughs> oh, the yeah, it's kind of messed up. Oh, I don't know what's on there. Is it dirty or is it? It's it, it's dirty. It, well, okay. I don't know what okay, that as is. Long as it's not... I used it to cut something. <laughs> okay, as long as it's not like chipped, because it looked. No, chipped. it's not chipped. Okay. It's not chipped. It's just, it looks like it's dirty with tape. Yeah, I, I I probably used it to cut a letter or something, or yeah. some kind of packaging open. But you know, for example, I've come across people who are like, it's too tough to do. I know um, Lola doesn't like. She uh -huh. has a tough time doing that. But I've actually come across dudes. It takes a lot they, of thumb strength, I guess. So, so at yeah. some point, you guys did a redesign on the mechanism, right? Or a um, partial. A, a little bit. We've we've done. I mean, a couple of. I don't know if I'd want to say like huge if redesign is the correct word as much as like just little tweaks here and there, you know, with the button. Um, mm -hmm. The button's been kind of designed where it grabs the thumb a little bit more. In my personal experience, you know, because we, you know, we'll go to some of these bigger shows and we'll see thousands and thousands and thousands of people even in a day. And you'll have guys that, you know, like we were talking about, Jason is a huge guy. You'll have guys that look like that who come up and 
the tiny knives they're sitting here have they can open them and they're sitting here having to close <laughs> yep. them with two hands uh, what for the most part what i've found Walter is that's cracking Walter up and I, I have a story about that you think too. i'm kidding i mean mm -hmm. i'm talking like no. like hercules sized men mm -hmm. who like cannot open and close mm -hmm. our knives and what i've for the most part found is that it's not nearly as much of a thumb strength kind of issue as people give it credit for it's a lot more just knowing how to like where to put the pressure I, I tend to find a lot of people are pushing down on the buttons and creating like actual there, there's actually a spring underneath the button a lot of people think you know a lot of times you'll see on the forums people talk about the the button kind of having movement and they think it's poor quality and it's, we, we actually put a spring under the button so that it kind of alleviates a lot of the rubbing um just premature wear i mean you know it's, it's aluminum on aluminum so it's not like it's it's not like it's just gonna rub it raw you know anytime soon but mm -hmm. it just helps with the the action and it makes it a little bit smoother mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times you'll have people pushing down on the button and creating a lot of unnecessary friction between the button and the chassis um and so i, I tend to find a lot of just people getting more accustomed to how the the knives operate and how to slide the the button back and forth um that tends to I mean we we've got uh one girl in our office who's like five two like tiny tiny little girl and she'll sit there with the combat trodons and all day it's yeah um, it's it's and, technique you know, she's, it's yeah technique yeah and that's what it, i mean so you you'll find you'll find some of that i mean there's definitely i'm sure some people who who have some strength issues in their hand that can't fire them but majority of the time i find that it's more of just a technique thing but kind of with, even with with what uh, lola was doing what that's part of the reason we designed the Dirac and the Dirac Delta, where we put the button instead of having the button on the side, we actually have it on the front facing portion of the knife. And it just kind of creates a, you know, use slightly different muscles. It creates a different feel. Um, mm -hmm. Those knives tend to be significantly easier for people to deploy if they have issues with our other knives. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's um, my next buy. I'm looking at a, 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 a Dirac with uh, in Merlot. I think that's the next one I have to get my hand. Merlot. Is that Merlot? Merlot. <laughs> Merlot. Yeah. No, Corey can tell you that red Merlot looks awesome. It's freaking awesome. Oh. It's now it's now he's a connoisseur. It's what it's called. He's a, he's a sommelier of, of microtech knives. Can I have a grande with a cappuccino on the side? <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah, this is how he gets out of control. Do you have any, do you have any of those, Corey? Um... The Durax? Yeah. Probably um, I not. do. Okay. I think I've actually got one of mine. Um, if you give me a second, I'll grab it. Okay. If you guys want to see it. All right, cool. So let's see. I don't know if Patrick went through all his stuff yet. Um, uh, I got two 70s if you guys want to see the UTX yeah, 70s. Let's, so yeah, the, let's the little baby there. knives. So they are out the fronts. Um, a UTX 70 is 70% the size of an Ultratech. So there's an Ultratech versus a 70. Uh, and they're adorable because they're so. I mean, you can see it fits. I can palm the whole thing, no problem. Yeah, but I I definitely need to get something smaller. Uh, UTX seventies. If you want a tiny blade, a seventy will. I mean, this thing disappears in your pocket. Yeah. I Walter, listen. I've been trying to hunt down one of those. Um, Walter showing uh, the small one. <laughs> the original UDT. I've been trying to find one. They are hard to come by. What's the serial number on that, Walt? Okay, here we go. It is. You might have to triple tap your phone to get the magnifier. Uh, fuck you. One three one. One three one one. Thirteen one one. I was trying to. I was trying to help you. 
I don't need no damn. I was gonna try to help you. Here's my here's my other one, and this one is a, probably a lot easier to get that out. One we did some horse trading for, and that was a pretty yeah. good deal. Yeah, I don't know. We traded something. What was it? Ammo? I don't yeah, it was a hundred dollars. Okay. And then we, I put in a little bit of ammo and a trigger that I had. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So here's Cor Corey's back. So there is the Dirac, and as mm -hmm. you can see, there is a button on the front-facing portion, um, and it feels it's significantly easier to fire. Oh, it's so. But then we also, I've actually, this is a prototype. Uh oh. When we first did them, it's probably one of my, it was one of my favorite knives I have, probably. It's up there. It's so you like collecting prototype. the prototypes? I, I, I always, think, I think that's cool. The um, prototypes. So, like I said, I mean. Exclusive. Yeah, compared to like prototypes of some other industries, mm -hmm. it's not nearly as expensive. But I'm a like I said, I'm a huge fan of collecting a lot of the things that we made mm -hmm. a tiny number of, or something that's super hard to find or rare. So this is actually the prototype um, Dirac Delta, which is the combat size version of the Dirac. Mm. Um, so it's just been scaled up a little bit. But typically, on like a lot of the prototypes, the blades are sterile. Um, you know, there's very there's pretty much no logos or anything like that on them. So this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. This is definitely this is definitely like a carrying a suit knife. Mm-hmm. Um sure. so with the uh with the John Wick knives was it what were the John Wick knives again? So the in 70? so you know, so we have the set. Mm -hmm. Um which I also have the set because I'm obsessed with John Wick. Uh, <laughs> probably un unhealthily. But in the very first movie he actually uses a double edged black tactical ultra tech. Okay. Um, no serrations or anything, just a black tactical ultra tech, double edge. Mm -hmm. The second movie, he uses a <clears throat> typically like a satin or stonewash um, double edge combat troodon, just okay. a standard black double edge combat troodon. And then in the third movie, he used a cipher, which we have currently discontinued. Um, That's a big you know, blade, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the size of a combat. It's a, it's a bit thinner. Mm -hmm. um, the the overall footprint is a tiny bit thinner than a combat, but it's but it has that it has that nice Warncliffe blade or kind of drop point. Yeah, we do. We um, we did a Warncliffe blade version of that mm. as well. Mm. Um, so that's what he used in the third movie, <laughs> and then it is to be determined what he will use in numbers four and five. Hmm. But so probably going to be can't get, can't get that out. Can't get that yeah. out just yet. We should get you <laughs> to so you you it. you have these Nine. knives, right? You have you, oh. Okay, so you have the you have the uh, John Wick knives. I do. Okay, maybe when we do, because we we are really overdue for a, a a movie night. Maybe we should do like John. I Wick. I will watch some John Wick again. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would watch John Wick. We should do John Especially Wick, the and then you could one. come back. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, I don't think we could do all three so far, but maybe we'll do like number one, and we can invite mm -hmm, yeah. you or something like that. Yeah, and well, we can show I know we we discussed possibly. Uh, Sometime next, early next year, maybe me coming down. So mm -hmm. we'll have to. Maybe we can do it then. Okay. Yeah, that will be that will be very cool. So cu uh, custom knives that are out there, other than um, you know the expensive <sighs> custom ones. I noticed. Mm -hmm. I noticed you guys have an Iraq uh, Iraq veteran eighty eight eighty eight one, right? Yes. Um, so I almost it, bought one. I I, I want to get one. Technically speaking, his knives don't fall in like the custom custom category. Okay. Like our custom shop. Right. Yeah. I'm not um, talking about the. Of, yeah. Yeah. But Mark you know, um, what we what we you know, the last couple of years, what we started doing is you know any of these companies that want to pair with us to do some you know collaborations, if they make sense, if the branding kind of matches ours, and um, you know, like I said, if it makes sense, we'll we'll do stuff like that. Um, so we did. I think we've done two knives for him now. So we've basically done the the first is, is, is an exclusive uh, navy blue Socom. Mm -hmm. Which the navy blue came out freaking awesome. I think I want to say you might have seen it. 
Um, I know I've seen it. Yeah. 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 I don't have one. Um, so I, I, that yeah. one looked really, really good. Okay. And then we did the the green ammo can one, which is the first knife we did with him, which I will be honest. I don't know if I've told them on their podcast. The first time they kind of told me the idea, I was like, in my head, I'm like, there's no way this is going to look good. And when we finally did, the, like, we actually did the stressed, you know, yellow hardware and everything, I th- it actually turned out mm-hmm. freaking awesome. It ended up looking really, really good. It looks great. Um, so those could so only be that. gotten in the man cans, right? They're, they're gone now. Oh, so yeah, they're, okay. gone, they're gone now. But um, they were exclusive. Basically, I don't know if it was through their man can, but it was on their website where you can buy the man cans. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we also did the, um, we just recently did the Dirac, the special Dirac um, with the B and T. Oh yes, yes, we were talking yeah, about we that on the, about the yeah, day. we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Um, Dirac. So how can we get that outside of buying a B and T? Because that was yeah, my question. Yeah, eight grand or nine grand, right? <laughs> so the actual B and T version that's got their logos and everything on it, um, you can only get that one from the exclusive set. I mean, what um, if there was like a damaged one that fell off the process, <laughs> fell off a truck. production line, and got scratched? <laughs> um, uh-huh. so, but you, but you can still, you still can get that knife. It just won't have the B and T logo stuff on it. So it basically, if you're looking up the SKU for anybody listening, um, you can just type in Microtech, and the SKU for that particular knife is a two two five dash one T. Okay, so that's a, micro. Is that so a regular? Dirac what is it? Two two five dash one T. Yep. So that is our that is our SKU number for a Dirac, a tactical Dirac, which means okay, the hardware and everything's all blacked out. The blacked out hardware is where it's at. Well, it looks it looks awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let me see if this is it pulling up. I'm over the silver hardware. Okay. So that's like uh, I'm seeing that for three hundred bucks somewhere. Sounds right, right? Yeah. You're you're gonna be. So the the interesting thing about our dealers is they are not allowed to advertise under map, which is also happens to be our MSRP. But they technically can can list over that. So that knife should be MSRP about two eighty. Give or take like five dollars, um, okay. so you should see it anywhere for around like two eighty to three hundred bucks. Okay, and then let me see if if you guys want to see it. Um, I think you just look up Microtech. Uh, and the the other thing as well, the other thing about Microtech that always gets me is the anodizing that's done on them. Like it just pops in the light, and it looks so good. You know what's funny Some about of the that? Just look amazing is I probably get a couple messages a week of people just complaining about how terrible our coatings are. Oh, I love them. And how I'm could like, you wait? Well, you, just, yeah. you, can't, you can't make it. That's what I've learned. By the way, I'm, show, I'm showing the, the B&T along with that also. Oh, yeah. That was that was a freaking awesome set. That was We were very lucky to uh, get to work on that with them. So, so the B&T, so let's say you get it outside of the B&T. Is the blade, um, is the blade colored like that? Yep, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same. Okay. All right. The the only you know really the only difference it, you know, the B and T version came with a little plaque, mm-hmm. um, you know for the knife itself. Yeah. But the only difference was that B and T's logos on the back of that knife, um, and on the and this is this is technically the reason why there's none of those outside of the sets. The knife also has a serial number laser engraved into the knife, which actually matches the serial number of the firearm of each uh-huh. individual B and T case. Okay. Okay. That's, that's- yeah, that makes sense. So it's cool. Yeah, cool. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, one of these days I'll get a and T. You know, maybe Walter will I feel really... especially uh, giving. <laughs> well, there, there was, there was, there was one at the shop today. Oh, you, ha- you had a B and T come through. Yeah, for transfer and a, and a scar sixteen. Okay. 
And the I, same I guys love... lost her 10, too. Oh, All the I same would love guy. the 556 for, one. Oh, for one guy. Let me guess. Was that guy a doctor? I don't think he is. Oh, okay. Young I, guy. Young guy. Oh, okay. I know there's a doctor Just... dude sometimes I see show Like, I see a guy sometimes that shows up over there with a Porsche. Uh, I don't know if that's the doctor guy or not, but yeah. Mm. You know. Uh, you know. B and T's a nice. It's nice. It's up there. Yeah. It's it's. I think it's the new H and K. Well, it is taking the role of the new H and K. What? What are you trying to say? Well, no. Delta picked it up. Delta picked it up as their new uh, their MP5 replacement. The B uh, B and T. Yeah. Which one is it? The um... the APC nine K. Yep. APC nine K. That is their. Replacing their MP5s. Do you does so Microtech? Do you guys make knives for any of the Spec Ops? Uh, yeah. So um, okay. we obviously, you know, we've, I think we've talked about it before, but so we obviously have a, a military government program. So any any current or former military law enforcement or any type of medical personnel, doctors, nurses, um, mm-hmm. kind of just anything that falls in that realm mm-hmm. of the first responder, mm-hmm. um, we make certain knives that we sell to them exclusive at a disc a pretty substantial discount. Oh, about okay. forty percent. About forty percent. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so it's it, it's it's pretty substantial. But kind of to answer your question, we do very closely work with a lot of um, different military units. Um, sometimes they're they're special forces. Sometimes they're not. Um, I can say we've definitely worked a ton this past couple of years with a bunch of different special forces groups to supply them with some knives, kind of depending on their operational needs that they okay. felt they they required. Do you uh? Do they tend to go with autos or manuals? Um, uh, if I'm, again, this is this is just kind of off the top of my head. I would probably say autos, mm-hmm. um, more so. Are they especially? Are they? <laughs> are they especially? Are they like? Are they quieter or something like that? Is something? Is there something you could that you could do so that you don't hear that? You know, because when you're sneaking well, up on the guy, you yeah. don't want to go. And then the guy realizes there's not that, but you know, sort of, hey. sort of knives. I don't know if you've seen them, um, but we have, and you might might want to put up on the screen um, if you've got access to it. But we have a, a knife line called the uh, Ult- Ultra Tech and Combat Delta. Um, so they are newer, they're newer knives, OTF knives that we've come out with that have sort of a hybrid frag um, chassis for kind of grip. The internals are nickel boron coated um, hmm. for kind of corrosion resistance and. Um, to be a little bit smoother, and then the blades are fluted DLC, and they're drained. Um, and that knife actually took inspiration from a knife we built for a, a unit. Um, so I don't know soldiers. if you can see the screen. So um, it's got kind of like a square pattern texture. I, yeah. What's funny is I had one of those uh, a couple years ago, and I traded it off because the, it was too hard to get in and out of my pocket. It just wasn't a good yeah. thing to carry. So mm-hmm. I, I traded it for something else. That looks but good, though. That looks good. It does. So that's, Compared that's... to the one you had, Patrick, um, this is much more subdued. The, all the mm-hmm. corners are like more radius to rounded. Um, it's mm-hmm. not the, those older knives you're talking about. The sort of the tri grip and the, the yes. old frag. Tri grip. Very, very. At least according to a lot of people who had them, they're if they complained, it was they felt the it was too sharp. It was or too aggressive. <laughs> it was um, this one. Um, all the chassis on these knives are ty- actually Type Three hard coat anodized. Um, and so again, they were these knives that we now we just sell in our our signature series line. They took some, a lot of inspiration from knives we were building for um, for some different groups. So those ones come out silently. I would say <laughs> that sounds weird. Listen, if you want to silent, I, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's kind of anecdotal, but to mm-hmm. me, because they're smoother, they seem a little bit quieter. 
but you never know if it's like your knife just happens to be a little quieter or doesn't fire as hard. Or Hank, if you want the quietest knife possible, Halo 5, Halo 6 now, the newest one, enemy's neck, and then open it. <laughs> then inside that it. That is true. Just, just silent. <laughs> Truth. That's truth. Uh, you go right, right through the. Yeah. Kiaski says uh, Hank wants to add a buffer to the open or close operation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then Jeff Stevens. This is for Walter. Jeff Stevens says I finally picked up my Latin lower. I almost said Latin lover. Uh, today it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm glad you're happy. With it. I'm glad yeah. you're happy with it. Yeah. So there you go. See, I was trying to. So in whatever final seconds we have here. I was trying to hint to you that maybe Microtech can do a Hank Strange. Yeah. I don't know. Um, hey, yeah, I'm on, I'm I mean, I don't know if I'm on that level let's, yet, but, you know. Let's I, figure it out. I could come up with a crazy design like my exploding grenade design. You know, I, I, actually, like I actually have some uh, lightsaber versions of these. I have my logo with a lightsaber. Can you say that out loud? It's, it's a light. It's not a lightsaber. It's a light... Uh... <laughs> Lights. I said lightsaber, didn't I? Yeah, With a can, B. can we say that? Because he's not going to come get you. <laughs> oh, oh, don't. Oh. When, I was, when I was a kid, I used to say lifesavers. I thought they. I thought oh, they yeah, me too. Me too. Right. You <laughs> save your life if you need them. It <laughs> makes <right>. sense. <laughs> I used to say that too. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was that. <laughs> but anyway, you know, maybe one of these days, maybe you know, maybe somehow we can figure out like a lower, you know, <clears throat> a lower and a knife comp. I I don't know. Listen. You never know. You never know what hey, will happen. I'm, I'm, I'm always. My ears are always open. Yeah. I'm always happy to happy to discuss new collaborations. <laughs> All right. That's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. All right. So listen, we hit nine o'clock. Happened actually pretty fast. I don't know where the time went. That yeah. was too fast. It always, we, it always flies by. Did we cover Jeez. everything? Do you have some cool knives to show us? We could do <laughs> a lightning it, round. Remember, it's called the Hank Shank. Yeah, <laughs> the Hank Shack. Yeah, do you have some cool stuff to show us before we wrap up here? Uh, and LV yeah, Louis Cipher says saying. the Hank Shank, which, by the way, trademark Hank Strange, the Hank Shank. Um, the one, the one big thing. So here, obviously, I don't know if we discussed. We we discussed this yeah. one a bit. So um, here's one of our just to show you our service personnel knives. Mm -hmm. So it's red. Says rescue. Essentially says rescue on the front. But the only knives that we do uh, two tone chassis on. Oh, are cool. these service personnel knives because a lot of um, a lot of uniforms and police, you know, military, even first responders, they have uniform requirements that don't let them have the bright colors. Um, so the backside tends to be oh. black. Can you get that discount um, if you're a pharmacist? I'm just curious. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been asked that. To be it's, honest. it's in the medical um, field. You might have to pharmaceutical. You might have to pharmaceutically save some category. Yeah. Um, the only thing we didn't talk about, which I guess I'll have to come back on whenever you guys will have me, and I will, I'll, sh I'll show it and dish it out, um, is the silencer. Mm -hmm. Where is it? So, you, you, I, mean, I can pull it out now if you want me to. Yes, pull it you. out right now. I'll grab it real quick. <laughs> pull it, whip it out, right? <laughs> yeah, we've always got a little time. Here's what we'll do: nice. if you're if you're hanging out with us, waiting for the silencer, uh, please smash the thumbs ups and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Babyface P, how can the people find you? We're not going yet, but how can the people find youtubecom slash babyfacep. If you guys look today, the uh, uh, PSA yep. AK74 dropped today, yep. and it was fun to shoot. Yep. If you want to see that, Babyface has it up there first. Go check it out. Very good video uh, from the Babyface P. Uh, okay, hey. here we go. Ahead. Uh cool, cool piece. I so yeah, let's see this. this. Let's our, see this real quick here. Uh, Microtech's uh, Microtech Defense Industries. 
silencer. Um, there's a couple of really cool things. So when you get this, um, this is very uncommon out of the norm for the silencer industry, but it comes in this entire kit. Mm. So it comes with multiple pistons, comes with a fixed barrel spacer, um, just a bunch of different things like that. Um, obviously, it's modular, so you've got an extended version you can you can toss on the front, kind of depending on how much suppression you want. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of very unique features about this. So there was a couple of years, honestly, of R&D. Um, Ray, if Ray's still on, he actually had a very big hand in this. Um, but basically, we have done a few things that are first, I guess, first ever in the silencer industry. Um, this is not necessarily unique, but the, one of the cool things about the can is that it is full titanium. So there's only a couple of sections of this that aren't um, pretty much the piston, piston housing, um, and then the collar around the the K unit are all sta- uh, 17-4 stainless steel. Um, but then everything else, including the baffles, are titanium. Mm-hmm. One of the patents that we have on this silencer, which is probably my favorite because it's the most unique, is that the baffles are actually captured. So, again, this, uh, this was issued to um, some military guys. Um, so f- this is more of an operational kind of feature. But if for some reason you were to lose the cap and out in the field or something like that, um, you could still technically use the silencer. It would still suppress. You'd lose a little bit of sound reduction, um, but it would still suppress just fine and still function as a silencer. And what caliber is it? Rated so this for? is a dedicated 9mm cap. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously... Like, like you know, we, we alluded to earlier, there's always other calibers and, and possibly, you know, other kind of things we're going to do uh, that are on the horizon that are, that are always being discussed. Um, so that's, you know, that is something I hope to see more of in the future. Um, but as of right now, we have a dedicated 9 mil can and can pretty much shoot 9 down, um, including three, a subsonic 300 blackout. The other really, really cool feature about this is that the front cap get in front of the camera is actually, you can see sort of it's like hexed. Mm-hmm. It's actually a master key to take out the rear piston housing. Okay. So it comes with it comes with all the takedown tools you need. But if you were in the field, technically speaking, the silencer is a standalone unit that you can disassemble with what you see. With everything. Okay. So you yeah. Could, so if you didn't bring that whole box along with you. Yes. Yeah, so if if you don't so. have the takedown tools, the 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 components built into the silencer are actually also backup takedown tools yeah and that can that can be wet right yes um it was actually kind of i don't want to say specified but it was when you know when they certain people who were wanting you know wanting this can uh, let's just say that they they wanted the ability for this can to be able to shop wet which actually is even though it makes any pretty much any silence or quieter um this particular can where it shines is in the short wet configuration. So we actually had um, third-party testing from another major silencer company, um, which is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. But we we had them third-party test our numbers, and they confirmed everything. And in the short wet configuration using standard 147, I want to say it was Fioki 147, um, we were getting about 41 to 43 decibels of reduction. Okay. And um, X-Ring and is out there, by the way. This is a $1,200 can, right, for anyone? Yep. Yeah, so okay. um, the entire can is $1,200, which, again, to newer suppressor owners is going to seem like a lot of money compared to, like, a Rugged, which is seven, 800 bucks. But you have to factor in a lot. You know, in the norm, the norm for the suppressor industry now is you buy a can, and then you have to separately buy the pistons or you separately buy all the accessories. We just give it all to you to start with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got three to four hundred dollars worth of accessories that come with the can. Um, so your you know actual you know just raw cost for the silencer is around eight fifty nine hundred dollars, which is pretty competitive, especially considering it's made out of full titanium. Okay. So it's just a more expensive material to begin with. Okay, is that easy to, to put on one of the trilogs or make trilog? Um, I believe Rake again Ray can chime in on this one. Um mm-hmm. we're working, you know, kinda of working on a trilog right now. Um but you know, we all of our pistons have O rings in them. Um so they actually lock down pretty well. i you know, we've we've ran them full auto pretty extensively on a bunch of different guns and P fives. Um, you know, just different things like that. And we've had zero issues with them backing off. Um, cause these actually, the cans, because they're titanium and the way they're built, um, they are full auto plus P rated. Okay. All I mean, right. so I think, I think we, when we tested them, we did six or 700 rounds of nine mil back to back on an MP5. Okay. We're going to so have to it, test it, it that. Can, absolutely. <laughs> can take a We're going to have to test it. Yeah. I think we know someone that's got some machine gun non-millimeter stuff mm-hmm. that we could <laughs> that we could test it on. And Ray is saying uh, 41 to 42 dB K configuration wet. Yes, it's a pretty so big it, deal. It's actually, yeah. it is it is only a couple of decibels off of some of the better 22 cans. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, it's you know, a lot, in the silencer industry, a lot of people make some pretty hefty claims, but you really mm-hmm. need to, and you'll get to here hopefully soon. Uh, but you really have to hear it in that short, wet configuration to really kind of appreciate the actual sound reduction that this actually achieves. Awesome. That's very cool. I'm glad we showed it. I think pro- I'm pretty sure X-Ring probably has a video out on it for anyone who wants to see something um, more detailed right now. Maybe we'll, be, we'll have the opportunity to do this. Let me keep going. Walter, how can the people out there uh, catch up to you, Walter? They can catch up to us on... Uh... Well, on Safety Hour Fire, Safety Hour Farms at YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, mm-hmm. or SafetyHourFarms.com, um, and then there's some um, com and then there's the Dirtfoot Racing Mini Bike stuff, which is on the the big three too: Instagram, Facebook, and yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me, I got to show you some uh, dirt bike uh, stuff someone sent me. Okay, oh. And, oh. And, and last but not least, let's let's go to Corey. Corey, if the folks out there want to follow up with more. Uh, some of the stuff they've heard here. How can they do mm-hmm. that? Where can they find so you guys? You got a couple options. Um, obviously, Microtech itself has um, Facebook. We have Instagram as well. We have a, um, a couple of different Instagram accounts, um, which you can kind of find from our main Microtech Knives Instagram. Um, we have our customs as well as our MilGov program knives. Um, if you want to find me for any reason, want to see any of the crazy like torture tests, you know, like me or Ray, you know, do or things like that, mm-hmm. you can find me and on Facebook at Corey Douglas Campbell. Or you can find me on Instagram at Corey underscore Campbell 24. Okay, very cool. And Kermit loves bacon. Last question and we're out. What does wet mean in a silencer? Adding an ablative fluid. So if you put water in it or wire pulling gel or uh, white lithium grease, it helps cool the the hot air coming out quicker. Um, So you can shorten the can and then uh, add a ablative fluid like that and it'll cool the gases quicker. Yeah, uh, run out of a plate of fluid quickly, but it makes it quiet. Yeah, and and Babyface has a really good video on uh, what, what was what was that can again? I forget the. Uh, if someone's, do you still have that video up that you did on the little tiny wet nylon? Oh, uh, Poseidon, the uh, Poseidon, yeah, the Thompson machine. The, Poseidon. Yeah, Thompson machine. I yeah. love that can. Yeah, if yeah. you if you if anybody wants to go look, it's uh, Thompson machine Poseidon. We grease it and it makes it quieter. So. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. 
Um, stay right there. I'm going to run in the end, and then we're going to get the last word in. Alright guys, make sure you smash those thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all the other places that you listen to your audio podcasts. If you want to hang out in the car and or you're driving, commuting for like four hours like Corey does, <laughs> it'll be a great listen. Big thanks to Corey from Microtech Knives as well as Ray for joining us in the chat. He, Ray was answering a lot of people's questions over there and Babyface Pete and Walter. Uh, who's now just going to show off that knife because, you know I, what I mean. Anything that makes me jealous, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Envious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants the last word? Who should, get, should we give the last word to? Let's go. Go for it, Walt. Go for it. Are you just going to show the knife? The people can't. The guys listening on audio. Okay, now we're just going to click knives. Let's just do that. This is the last word. You, just, you need to just rot Ron Burgundy it. Yeah, there you go. We're out. We're out. (laughs) Peace. Silent knife. Silent knife. We're out. Peace.